The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We got Uncle Tony Pops and LJ What's back. up? Hello. Um, What's up? What's up? I guess, I don't know, have we flipped the calendar? Football's done, right? We're just going on mm. to college basketball. Nothing happened nah. meaningful in any important games. I'm pretty sure that about. I'm getting ready to watch the playoffs. As, a, as somebody that hadn't had a team in for a little bit, you know, I'm kind oh, of excited for this, I was ju- this football. Well, LJ, I was just thinking nobody has any teams still playing, so mm. I just moved to the Razorbacks. Did really well. They won Saturday night they in did. basketball. They oh, did. that's I good. I thought that's where. There is, I, I, guess, I guess, maybe I can break the news. Uh, there is football this weekend. There's actually <gasps> good football oh. this weekend. Yeah. Was there football this previous weekend? There Did something happen? was, yeah. And actually, honestly, you could have missed all of it besides maybe two games. And you would actually, you would have, if you would have skipped all of it, you would have been happier. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, when I say well, me some, personally, yes, I would have yeah, been happier. Some teams were playing, other teams were not. They yeah. were there, but they weren't <laughs> yeah. necessarily playing. All right. So, also, uh, real quick for the people out there, I don't. If you listened to the last pod, lucky you because it was great. First off, <laughs> second. We teased that we have some bougie problems from Pops, and I confirmed that we do have some bougie problems <laughs> well, coming towards the end of this podcast. So that's coming. And, of course, I got another uh, fun fact for the people out there. Oh, we'll deal. touch on all that afterward. But we do, as LJ said, there did happen to be some football this past weekend, and Mike McCarthy was on my television. So, obviously, I have thoughts. Let's get into all that. But first, real quick, let's get a word from our sponsor. <laughs> As I've been trying to find a new sense of community, especially on Spotify Greenroom, I've been venturing out a little bit more and and reconnecting with some old friends. And I want to tell you about a friend of the show's who's uh, got a pretty good podcast going. It's called Read, Talk, and Listen. The Read Boys are at it again. And I'll tell you this, on Read, Talk, and Listen Podcast Network, They've got a new show that just came out featuring the Dreaded Archer, and it is known as none other than the Dreaded Archer. So if you're looking for a place to find out about hunting tips, uh, hear stories from out in the wild, from hunters all over this country, why don't you go on over there and give them Reed Boys a listen to. That's the Dreaded Archer. Check them out. All right, let's get into the games real quick. First thought, uh, I'm trying to, this is quick, you know, writing on the back of the napkin math here, guys, but I believe to LJ's point, we only had one game where there was a lead change. Every other game, one team led the entire time. And that one game where there was a lead change was when the Steelers led seven to nothing for like five <laughs> seconds, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs scored 
five touchdowns in 10 minutes of game time. That's so insane. we, um, not a, a, a very compelling, I guess Tony gave Roger credit because week 18, we actually had a good fun week 18. Like, okay, good job, Roger. Um, the expanded playoffs. I know this isn't the first year of expanded playoffs, but we got some doozies. We yeah. got some snooze fest. If you fell asleep, you didn't miss a thing. As LJ said, you actually probably had a better weekend if you forgot that the football <laughs> was on. But of course, we watched it. I bet a lot of America watched it. Ratings are going to be good. So the NFL doesn't care. We're going to keep this expanded stuff. It is real funny, Tony. We talked last week about expanding the college football playoffs. What if we get some more of this crap where the Bucks just you know, is this Bucks Eagles the same thing we're going to get when Alabama plays the whatever eight seed or <laughs> yeah, whatever it is? Yeah, I take back what I said last week. You know, it was <laughs> it was fun. Week eighteen was that that was fun. Uh, the seventeenth game that everybody played that was fun. They they did do well there, but the seventh team this year in the in the playoffs really not not good. I you, you know Pittsburgh made us think about it, but then. No, but it wasn't just the terrible. sevens that were bad. I, I'm in my mind. I well, think maybe the seventeen week, uh, seventeen game season is actually part of the problem because I, you could really tell the difference between the teams that have depth and the teams that do not. Yeah, um, there are a lot yeah. of tired teams out there. I think so. I, yeah. I think maybe that might be a bigger factor than having seven seeds in. Well, I think also I can tell you the average margin of victory was seventeen point one points. I mean, that's <laughs> wow. Yeah. That would have covered every yeah. single spread. So, um, yeah. yeah, and if like you think about spread, it, we thought the twelve and a half spread was high for the Chiefs, and <laughs> the average covered twelve and a half. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah, I, you would have had a different mix with two teams getting a bye. I think yeah. it would have. I think would have made a difference in how the splits would have gone. But um, anyway, it. All right, yeah. well, let's let's get into, as LJ said, probably the most exciting game of the week. Uh, it, for it, it was, let's just get into it. Let's just peel back the onion here. <laughs> the Cowboys 49ers. Um, I don't know yeah. if you guys heard this. Did y'all hear um, Troy Aikman, who didn't get to call the game? He was calling instead the Buccaneers-Eagles game. Beforehand, or towards the end of the Bucs-Eagles, when it was clearly wrapped up, he had, they, you know, they a lot of times they'll just kind of tease ahead to the other games coming on that day. And he mentioned the Cowboys 49ers, and this is what he had to say. I just want y'all to take a listen real quick. And Troy, and that game coming up, which is on CBS, which is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We saw San Francisco with that overtime win in L.A. last weekend. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I mean, a really good game. I think there's a lot of people that like to be calling that game. <laughs> but uh, should be a lot of fun. <laughs> So I think Troy was a little perturbed that old Tony had the game and not that another former Dallas quarterback got it and not Troy. I thought that, I just thought that was pretty funny. And, you know, I'd be a little annoyed too if I was Troy Aikman missing the good game. There's yeah, a lot be- of people that like to be calling that game. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And really with the genuine laugh you get from Joe Buck, I think Buck didn't realize that's where he was going. And so it really, it really tickled him because of course Buck probably wanted to be calling that one too. So, mm-hmm. um, Let's go. Uh, Pops, I might just go to you first. Still, everyone has seen it, but the, the, the Cowboys get, they just don't show up in the first half, getting manhandled by the 49ers. Then they kind of make it a game. Kyle Shanahan does his best impersonation of when he was at the, the Falcons offensive coordinator and tried his damnedest to give that game away, him and Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Cowboys get us back into it, driving at the very end. They have the ball around the 45 with 14 seconds left, and they run a quarterback draw. Get a successful quarterback draw if you just look at yardage, you know, gain 16 yards. But 
They forget the rules that the ref has to touch the ball. The clock runs out. They don't get the spike. And they never even take a shot to the end zone. Pops, are we... I don't know if we want to talk Mike McCarthy, that last play, or just the game. Just where, go. Where do you want to start there? I want, the I want to start that. The, the, the Cowboys led the league in penalties this year. Yeah. All year and last year. And they had 14 penalties Sunday, which, by the way, is the second most in NFL playoff history. Okay? Not and good. then no. we can get into that little last thing. What will you have a successful fake punt? And then you keep the punt team on the field for first down long enough that, I mean, I guess, you know, what they said, trying to get San Francisco to use a timeout, I suppose. But long enough that they get in and get a delay of game? I mean, it it starts at the top, and that might be Jerry Jones, you know? It probably is. But Mike McCarthy is the head coach, and he didn't have that team prepared to play, in my opinion. That shows an undisciplined team to have that many pre-snap penalties, to have 14 penalties that just killed you. Lining up in the neutral zone, what, two, three times? <laughs> Good Multiple. God. I was I was uh, just devastated by that. And, and then the Cowboys did have a chance to win, and they do that really weird play that – they didn't know what to do. You have to give the ball to the ref when you're trying to get him to, to place it quickly. You have to get it to the ref. And I heard Jeff, uh, Jeff Saturday say, I thought it was very interesting. He said, you know what? You don't throw it to the ref either. You run over and hand it to him because refs don't Shout necessarily have good hands. You know, mm-hmm. they, you put it in the ref's hands so they can place the ball. Um, I was irritated and obviously still am. We're going to get to we're going to get I want to touch more on that last play because LJ had a good point pre-recording that I want to bring up that. Of course, I'm pissed off at Mike McCarthy, but there's plenty of blame on that last play to go around. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned those penalties that 14 penalties, eight of those eight of those penalties either gave the 49ers a first down or took away a first down from the Cowboys. So not Mm. just little penalties, crucial ones. And then that I I have to touch on the, the, the quarterback draw was dumb, but. I really think that that fake punt and then the weird thing, that was the dumbest minute of football. I think I personally, as a football fan, got <laughs> stupider watching that minute of football. Because, first off, there was the, when the Cowboys lined up and punt, I'm like, what the hell? Why would you punt this? Like, you're at midfield-ish. You're at the 48, actually. Why are you going to punt this? I, they must be trying to do a fake, which Jim Fassel, Fossil, whatever his name is, the special teams coordinator – a good special teams coordinator has tried multiple fakes, like, and he's been successful. So I think the whole world knew there was a fake coming. The 49ers have their special, like, their, uh, their, um, fake defense out there. So they have, like, defensive players actually still on the field. And the, whatever that guy on the right's doing for the 49ers, I think everybody, all 11 guys except for him knew that a fake was coming and he still played punt. And so it gifted us as the Cowboys a first down. Yeah. Gifted a first down. And, you know, Maybe keeping the the like in the second third quarter, maybe keeping the special teams out there to try to get them to call a timeout. I could see maybe on Saturday you think about that and it it could work. Except for when the Cowboys did it, they were down by two possessions in the fourth quarter, fourteen <laughs> minutes left. The one team that wants the clock to run is on defense. With as we just mentioned, their actual defense still on the field because they thought you were going to fake it. You're the one with your bad team on the field, and so they were like, "Oh, we're going to waste forty seconds. 
let's do it. That's cool. <laughs> and then let's not let's not forget delay of game happened, which you could be mad at the ref. The ref could have got out of the way a little faster. I don't know exactly. He like paused in there. It's kind of weird. But you shouldn't have been in situation. After delay of game, backs us up five yards and we go incomplete. Six-yard pass, two-yard pass, and a field goal when we desperately needed six, not three. <laughs> God, that was so stupid, Tone. Yeah, man. I, there's several things there. You know, I thought it was funny. I, I expected that ref to fall down because he just flat <laughs> smacked into the backside of that right guard. And I figured he was just going to lay flat on his ass. And that would have been that would have been pretty funny as zero goes out and, <laughs> instead of being ironic. But the refs um, on his ass is, is both as ironic as and funny. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, that game was lost way before that play. And so I, two things I'll say. Well, really, three things about the whole game, and we can talk about McCarthy later. But first is that, yeah, you get it down into that situation. It's a calculated risk, and I don't know the difference between a 30-yard play and a 24-yard play. And so if Dak wants to blame anybody, he needs to blame Dak. You got the first down. You got inside the 35. Sit your ass on the ground and give yourself a little bit of time uh, if you're going to do that. And he, he didn't do that. And, I, and, and so um, whatever. But – uh, that was that was an issue. Uh, and second thing on the on the penalties, I've been you know I, they have got to do something in the off season about relaxing the holding penalties. And I'm saying that not because of you know Dallas being you know losing that game, but you saw all those that gum the Arizona L A game last night took forever because they could not the referees just could not figure out some of those penalties. They've got to relax holding the holding penalties and maybe it'll shut some of that down. But you're right, it, it, stupid is as stupid does. And if you're you're the leading team for uh uh penalties all year, guess what? You're going to be the leading team in the playoffs for penalties. And so they don't have anybody to blame. It really pissed me off that Dak Prescott answered that question, well, the, you know, People were throwing stuff at the um, referees, and he didn't say good for them. He said, "Well, I think he did." He said, "Good for them." Good on them if that's what they're throwing. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And he's a young guy, and he'll maybe he'll figure that that out. But uh, the last thing I want to say about the game, um, San Francisco won that with what I thought was the best scripted twenty plays that I've seen in a long time. I mean, San Francisco, they came out and they had the perfect first 20 plays. I mean, they scripted it well. You you don't hear a lot of guys scripting plays anymore because of the RPOs and stuff like that. But Shanahan came out and he knew Mm -hmm. exactly what he he wanted to run and when he wanted to run it. And, man, he really really blitzed the Cowboys with those scripted plays. And then uh, by the time they recovered, you know, they had that big lead and the Cowboys were out of their game plan. And – Anyway, and, and then the, the last, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'll say something when we start talking about McCarthy because the Cowboys. I'm not sure who runs the football worse now, the Cowboys or Buffalo. And and uh, the Cowboys got to fix that. They got to fix that. You mentioned the start just in the first quarter alone. The the 49ers went touchdown on seven plays and then field goal on nine plays. Field goal on 12 plays. Field goal on five plays. So they scored on every drive in the first quarter. The Cowboys, on the other hand, went. Three and out, punt, negative 13 yards. Five plays, 10 yards, punt. And then they end up getting a touchdown on the third drive. But it just was clear one team was ready to start the game and one team wasn't. And they were pushing around. And it, it wasn't just the plays were well called. They were pushing around. They were manhandling the Cowboys up front and then yeah. on the back end. I mean, 
from from all over the field. They were manhandling. And LJ on that last play, obviously I'm a I've give, I'm now calling him Big Doofus. I, I I put a lot of blame on Big Doofus, Mike McCarthy, and I want him gone. And I think the reason you see Dak, you know, complain about the refs, I I hated it. But it's because that's what the top's doing. That's what they hear in the locker room. Because Mike McCarthy did the same thing mm-hmm. in post game, so I bet he did it in the locker room. And it's a trickle down effect. But that last play, I've I've read now that I think Kellen Moore made the call. Our Wonder Boy Kellen Moore, who's getting all these head coaching jobs, I think he supposedly made the call. Mike McCarthy's still head coach, so he probably gives the final seal of approval. But it's not just they've kind of touched on it. Dag deserves a lot of blame too, right, El? Yeah, so so one thing that I'll say to start off with is I saw somebody do the math, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but basically what they figured was how likely you are to score a touchdown from two throws from where they were versus one throw from where they got to. Um, and basically the math implied analytically, if you can uh, if you can get the play that they ended up and get the ball off 60% of the time, the numbers would say you call that play um, because you are so much more likely to score from whatever it was, 32 or whatever, um, or 20. Or I can't even remember where he got 24. to, but, yeah. but so 24, 24. So, so your, your chances are so much better there that if you can, if you can get that play off 60% of the time, then you're in a better situation. My problem uh, with that play was, I mean, it did seem like a dumb play call. As soon as I looked at the clock at the end of the play, I knew it wasn't going to work. And I think Dak didn't get down quickly enough. I think he saw open field and kept running. I think that uh, we've seen a lot this year, Dak make mistakes in games that he um, is, is more talented than like, like he's physically got the skills, but, but the, but the brain doesn't seem to always be in the right spot. Like that interception earlier. mm, I think, I think he gets like a little lost in the game sometimes. Um, and that'll get better with age in theory, but, but it does feel, it does feel like he's making mistakes. And I think like if he gets down a couple, uh, yards sooner, I mean, even five yards sooner then uh, then I think they've got a real good shot to get that playoff. But uh, but the fact that I mean, it's also absurd. I mean, to give McCarthy the the credit he's due on this, uh, it's absurd that they don't know to hand the ball to the ref. I mean, every team since I've been watching football has done that in these two minute drill plays. Um, It's it's incredibly common. They were also and when they don't LJ, when the teams don't hand it to the ref, it's all over TV like the next week. So (laughs) even the teams that the few times it has happened. It's been widely known like that was the mistake. So every it just yeah. is another one of those me and dad say this all the time watching. It surprised me how many NFL players don't know the simple rules and that that like which it's a lot harder to do in the heat of the moment. I'm not saying like I would have done it exactly right. But you just we all know watching that game instantly hand the ball to the ref. Just yeah. like Tony Romo was saying, hand the ball to the ref, hand the ball to the ref. Well, and the, and there's a reason you have do to do that because one. all of the players were two yards off sides because of where where Dak spotted the ball, basically. Um, so right. they actually if that did count. Um, and they were able to get a throw off. It's still they were going to have to call that back. That's a penalty um, because the entire team, 11 men were offsides. Um, so but but I think that that does touch on something I kind of want to talk about. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk more referees um, as time goes. But I think that part of the problem with the NFL is the rule book is too nuanced and wild. Like there's too much that refs have to look for. Like Tony's saying we have to worry about, uh, you know, maybe pulling back on holding calls. I don't think that's the problem. I think that the refs are already having to keep in mind intent and nuance. I mean, we saw Micah Parsons throw a punch at Ayuk uh, 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 during that game and didn't get a penalty for it. So, so we now know either refs are fallible human beings or a punch is worse than staring menacingly across the field. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I yeah. think we should err on the side of refs are humans and maybe take these things like intent out of the game and and start having like you know, have a 12 page document that is all clear cut rules instead of a 
64 page document that they have to keep up with in their head all the time that uh, that uh, Dak Prescott doesn't know what to do in this situation. Like everybody should understand the rules a lot clearer than they do. And it's because we keep amending all the time. We should really pull back and have incredibly simple rules for this game. That's my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't hate that thought at all. Yeah, I like agree your point. With you. That's yeah. good. Uh, That's good. I, they talk about, and we, we, we've brought up how it was shocking that not only did Dak not realize you had to hand the ball to the ref, he handed it to the center and the center also didn't right. really hand the ball to the ref. And Mike McCarthy and Dak both after the game talked about how we practice that, we practice that. That's a good play call. We know what the situation. But I, obviously, obviously like not. Or and and the other thought is, and I've seen a lot of people say that the common rule is in the NFL, sixteen seconds is usually the cutoff yeah. to get one more play and spike it. And that's that's because fourteen seconds you can you you can, but you have to have everything go right. And likely something's going to go wrong. Maybe a player trips or the ref runs into the right guard and about takes them <laughs> out. Or the guys don't give the ball to ref. Whatever. Something could happen. And so 16's the cutoff. We went, we looked at it as 14's the cutoff because they ran it in practice with ideal circumstances every single time. And you're just not going to get ideal every time. Maybe, hopefully, but you just assume something's going to screw up and we didn't. Well, and it's so, you know, what else probably would have worked too is the, the Niners were giving the middle of the field. That was a gift. They knew it was a hail Mary. So they were given the middle of the field, throw a button hook and do the same thing. And you probably say four or five seconds. Yeah. CD's faster than Dak. Throw a little slant yeah. to CD lamb and, or whoever, yeah. and let them get down. And as soon as you throw it, we all run up. It, there's a lot of issues with it. And my biggest thing was the Cowboys. We've watched a lot of NFL, obviously, <laughs> That if you throw the ball up to the end zone, Derek Carr can tell you the, the chances of getting a call. It's not like fifty percent, but there's a good shot that you might get a play. <laughs> and you get two uh, shots at it in that sense. Yeah, maybe even three with fourteen seconds. Maybe even three shots at the end zone, at, at least two. And I yeah. just would much. You were. It wasn't like they were seventy yards away, and Dak was not going to be able to get that ball to the end zone. Right. He was going to get that ball to the end zone, and to not even not to end the game and not take a shot. It's just I. I know Jerry, after the game, Jerry Jones said that we're not, he didn't, he said, we're not talking about a coaching change right now. We're not talking about that right now. And he kept kind of, we'll be talking about it on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, Jerry's going to have an interview on one Oh three, five or whatever. I forget what that one Oh five, three, the fan, whatever it is in Dallas that he loves having his, that's when he's not the owner anymore. He's the GM. He likes to switch his Mm -hmm. roles. Like his post game interview. The owners never do that, but the GM, (laughs) the GM, Jerry can do that. That, I just don't. So let's, I, I do want to give the 49ers credit, and we'll probably talk about them coming up. Like looking forward, Debo was awesome. Oh yeah, it it is uh, infuriating to see how Shanahan finds a way to get Debo the ball all the time, and Ceedee Lamb had no catches going into the fourth quarter and gets one on a hook and ladder at the end of the game. Like you just get star guys. The 49ers. The only thing that stinks as a fan seeing both Joey Bosa and Fred Warner go out. Yeah. Fred yes. Warner's looked a little less significant. Maybe mm-hmm. he can be back, but that also is. It pissed you off as a as a Cowboys fan. They're missing their two best defensive players, and maybe their third when uh, Jed Willis, their second best pass rusher, goes out, and we still got manhandled up front. <laughs> yeah, God, it's so frustrating. But the 49ers, I think they, if healthy, they move. They're the better team. They deserve to win that game, and I think they pose a decent game with the Packers moving forward. Right? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, and I'll say this before we move off of that game, and we talk. We've been talking about it since September. The quality of play in the NFC West is better than the quality of play in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And I think those two teams went out there and played the way they play 
mm-hmm. in their divisions. And you saw that the quality play that the 49ers have to play to against their uh, their conference opponents is higher than Dallas does in order to win. Yeah. And I think that's what that's we a saw. a really good point, Tony. That's yeah. what we saw um, uh, this weekend. I think it's also Tony, worth, what happens. Oh, go ahead. I think it's go also ahead. worth noting uh, as we talk about this game that uh, Mike McCarthy did get this job on uh, a lack of preparedness that he lied about. So, because um, he <laughs> yeah, he lied about his whole Excel and analytics. Well, and he lied about watching every single play of the twenty nineteen Cowboys when Jerry talked to him as well. So, like every he literally told reporters <laughs> after he got hired that okay, that wasn't all true. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's just lying about his ability to prepare. He I, like there there was a lack of preparation in those Cowboys, and there was not in the forty. Niners for sure. It was a bad hire when McCarthy was hired. The NFL <laughs> laughed when he was hired. We all were like, I, I think as a Cowboys fan, I thought, well, maybe he is. Yeah, I was maybe, maybe. But we all knew it felt like a bad hire. So uh, Tony, uh, what do you think happens? What do you? What's your best hypothetical thing to happen for the Cowboys coaching going forward? Uh, because Dan Quinn's got five interviews coming up. I believe Kellen Moore will interview for some jobs. And we got Big Doofus currently at the helm. So what what do you got? I think we'll probably have Big Doofus at the helm again <laughs> next year. Is what I think. I'll give you what I think. But I he will be. They will be hiring a new OC and DC. And I I, I hate to tell you this, Kevin, but we're probably going to be looking at some more cronies coming in. You probably, as I said Zimmer. a couple weeks ago, oh. we'll have Zimmer at the oh. DC, and probably. Um, we won't see Jason Garrett back in town, but it wouldn't surprise Boy, there's me. There's no way they oh uh, Could you imagine? It wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise would be, me to see. That actually would be comical. And then yeah. after like that seven years, funny. he takes the job from McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's probably. He's the coach in waiting for McCarthy. <laughs> Yeah, and God. you might see you might see Matt Nagy come into town, or maybe there's no way you can talk the enemy out of Kansas City. But um, God, I wish. Uh, but I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Nagy or um, a, a big a big college hire, um, a Bryles or something to come out of um, Baylor. Not ba- not Baylor. Where is the other Bryles? Arkansas's not, OC. Not Arkansas's OC. The other what. Didn't Art, Art Browse? I don't even know where he's at. He's now. back he's somewhere, got, and he's at kept Mount his Vernon for a little while. Yeah, he's at high school for a while. Is he no, he's school? not there anymore. He okay. was at Texas, uh, Texas High School for I a little while. I thought he was now out somewhere else and did really well this year as an OC, but I could have that wrong. So anyway, but I think it's something like that, and and we'll see McCarthy again next year. Now, what I'd like to see happen is for Jerry to realize there's got to be a reason everyone's interviewing Dan Quinn. And, you know, Jason Garrett groomed Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett's out of the league. Maybe I should really think about how I like this offense to run. And maybe I should just wipe the slate clean of all the former Jason Garrett stuff. And let's get something fresh in here. And uh, and they go out and Dan Quinn can bring in just about any OC that he's because he's so well respected in the coaching community. And, uh, and that's what he should do. That's what I'd like to see him do. But but we'll see if that's what happens. He, you want him to have Pops, that's where I want to, Dan Quinn. He wants Dan. I Quinn think Dan Quinn because you know that's the way I would be if 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 I've got. Well, a, you mentioned earlier, uh, Tony. Earlier this year, you mentioned when you look at the Cowboys roster, when you start naming off all the guys that have improved or playing better this year, they're all on the defensive side of the yeah. ball. Like there's some offensive guys that are not bad. I'm not saying Ceedee Lamb's bad, but all of the offensive players either to me are the same or worse. And the defensive players are all better what like, a, across the board. What a concept. And that's coaching. Hey, what a concept to have players overachieve. 
You know, I, we haven't it's, had a we haven't had an offensive player overachieve in like fifteen years. Well, why would you with all that talent? Yeah, with all that wanna, talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, clearly a talented roster. Lord have Plus, mercy if Amari Cooper could overachieve. You know, oh that's that's where I think things get interesting. I don't think Derry's going to make a quick change because that he, it's only year two of McCarthy, so he's yeah. still got he signed to a five year deal, so they're they're going to have to eat a lot of money if they do fire him. Jerry Jones has been willing to eat money before, and I think he will not like that this whole week they're just a laughing stock. I'm sure you listen to JPP pod too. Yeah. Hearing yeah. that his head coach is a big doofus yeah. might be what pushes him over the edge. Actually. Well, we've so seen how so much he likes salt. Though. He might be mining salt from Cowboys fans. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's where it gets interesting. Pops is because Dan Quinn. I, Dan Quinn's going to get he's going to get an offer. Uh, LJ, I think he's going to be your head coach at the Denver Broncos. I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry about it. Um, oh yeah, that or Miami. He's got five offers, and I think Dan Quinn knows that as much as he's not trying to you know stab Mike McCarthy in the back, he will respectfully go to Jerry when he gets an offer and just say, "Hello, Jerry, yeah. I have an offer to be the head coach at the Denver Broncos. Do you have anything to say?" And it's going to be that's when it gets interesting to me because I do think the change comes. You fire McCarthy. More, Kellen Moore is not ready. He might one day. He's definitely not ready. If someone else wants to hire him to be the head coach, good on them. I don't think he's ready for that either. Dan Quinn is ready, I think. And the players seem to love him. They play hard for him. The defense is good. Dad, do you think that's possible? Is that what you want? Do you think McCarthy stays? Where do you stand on all this? You know, I, I heard this scenario. Uh, and what about Brian Flores? You know, I mean. Would love it. Would, I would love it. I would kind of like Brian Flores to come in and coach. But Dan Quinn, would, would, I, would, I would have some faith. I would like that. But, yes, I would have to get some assurances from uh, uh, Jerry Jones that, you know, that I would be the coach and could do what I want to do. So. Uh, I'll even let Jerry be that. Jerry did a good job as GM. The roster, as LJ loves to say, <laughs> it's talented. There is a lot of talent on that roster. Jerry. I'll give them credit. They've done well drafting, actually. I'm impressed. But it's a let the coach coach and let Brian Flores do his job or or Dan Quinn, whoever it would be. I I, I don't think Brian Flores will work because I just think if they're going to fire McCarthy, they're going to go with the devil they know. And that's one of those coordinators. I mean, I will say, I think it's interesting that we've that, that that phrase dad just said about I need to be the head coach. I need to make decisions has been the same thing that's been said about the Cowboys since, what, 1996? So, yeah. so it's why Jimmy left, right? I mean, y'all know better than I do, but that why Jimmy Parcells. Johnson left? He tried Parcells, but he wouldn't let Parcells yeah. be the coach. It's so. the same thing. That's not going to happen. No coach is going to come in thinking that they've got yeah, control. Yeah, why don't we fool ourselves every time yeah. there's like a thing, a thought that the Cowboys might be getting a new coach. Mm-hmm. You hear us dumb Cowboys fan go, well, if Jerry lets him coach, like, like we haven't watched the last 15 years, <laughs> 25 years, actually. Uh, uh, do we have any more thoughts on this game? Any, any, or, or the coaching no. situation? We want to move I, on. I'd, I'd rather not think about it anymore. All right, Me I want to go to then. I want to go to another game where the the refs, the Cowboys were the the ones to blame, but the refs did have some some weird things where maybe you want to talk about those questionable holdings or tripping when you're going up to to get the ball, even though the Cowboys wouldn't give it to you or not getting out of the way so they could snap it. The refs were interesting there. Another game the refs were interesting when all of them, but. Cincinnati, Las Vegas. Cincinnati yes. wins the game. They they led the entire game. But there was a play where Joey Burrow does a beautiful job of right before like he takes his last step before he can step out of bounds. And at the, on the surface, it looks like a great play by Joe Burrow, who looks better and better every week as a quarterback in my eyes. But 
And it took it took NBC like 15 minutes to come back to realize, even though the fans heard it on the field, there was an erroneous whistle that blew that technically should have ended the play. LJ, I first go to you. Did that whistle actually? I know what should have happened by the by the letter of the law. Did it actually change the play at all? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it definitely didn't change the play because uh, the the Raider going up for the play, he did put his hands down as soon as he heard the whistle, I think. So there was something there, but he was like three to five yards away from that ball. I don't think that there's any way anybody could have defended it. Um, So I do think if they would have changed that call to, well, we blew the whistle. So the play is dead. Um, I think it would have been a little bit more of a problem today. I think we'd be talking about it even harder because it was so clearly a touchdown to me, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I, y'all might have a different opinion. I just definitely think that's well, touchdown either way. Um, in our text thread, I, I remember reading, I believe it was from pop saying something to the effect of the, the rule is the rule and you got to call it. What, what is your thoughts on that whistle? Me? Yeah. When the whistle blows, the play is dead. I mean, that's, that's whether it changed things or not. Like it's just that's the that's. I the mean, in, an inadvertent whistle has certainly changed some things in games before. But don't uh, we have, Broncos fans heard one of those before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But don't we have you a know, don't and, we have and, a rule where you can review like a fumble even though they blew the whistle and said it was a dead ball? Um, you can still review and see if somebody ended up scooping up the obvious and there was like if there was a clear recovery. Yeah, clear recovery. Yeah. You know, it, it did look like when when the, the the defender. I don't know that the defender could have gotten there by any stretch, mm-hmm. but it does look like he wasn't trying. You know, he. I don't know. It it was a it was a bad deal. I will say that it was terrible. Um, watch, Tony. What do you think? Well, I'm going to have to defer because <laughs> I was out changing a windshield wiper at the time <laughs> in a snowstorm. But. Fair. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I can't say, I will say this. There's a, <laughs> there's an old saying, I'll keep it clean here on the podcast, but once the, you we know, we put the E on there. <laughs> yeah. Once, you know, once you spill the seed, the deed is done. So, you know, uh, <laughs> if you blow the whistle, the whistle is blown. You can't put the whistle back. And so you can't unblow, you can't, <laughs> whistle. Bell, yeah. you can't unblow the whistle. That's right. So there Boy. you go. So I, I think I, I'm pretty sure that I would have sided on that. Yeah. The whistle. If I'm, a, if I'm the Raiders, I'm probably pissed looking back. Cause like it is the rule, but I, I get, I don't think it changed the game. I, I'm interested to know what the, see what the, the Raiders fired GM Mike Mayock um, on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I believe late yeah. tonight or maybe Monday, maybe as well. Monday. They should have. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see because, and it's why the, the, I, I almost say just wait to fire coach to the end of the year, like the Bears did, even if it was a train wreck. Because Basaccia, I don't think he's a good head coach, but that said, he did have a hold of that locker room. The guys seemed to really play hard for him. And I, I don't see how you don't hire him as the head coach now. Yeah. LG, I mean, do you agree? I agree. I mean, I, have you seen that picture of him? Uh, he's he's writing thank you notes to every single player on his football team in the hotel. I think he's a great night. guy. Like, yeah. You can't you can't turn that guy away now. He is your head coach next year. I mean, I just don't see a way that you can do that, whether you want to or not, whether he's the best guy for the job. He is that team's guy right now. And and you saw a play towards the end of the game where Derek Carr throws the ball, they get third and one. And instead of instead of taking another shot at the end zone, they spike it there on third and one and waste the down. <clears throat> and I get that you stopped the clock, but you could have there was like twenty something seconds, so you could have taken a shot at the end zone and then still <clears throat> had fourth down. Mm-hmm. 
you and and that probably comes down to yeah. a little bit of lack. That's a small lack of preparedness. That's nothing on the big doofus scale, <laughs> but that is that is something where probably a Bill Belichick or a Kyle Shanahan has thought about that and like says, you know, we'd like to have that third down. And I just don't know if Versace is going to end up being a good head coach. But at, if I'm a player, I'm not. I don't know how you fire him because I think they yeah, love that's your guy. boy. What, yeah, you can't you can't be rooting for him to go. No players rooting. And for him now, to go. and they got to figure out what to do with Derek Carr because Derek Carr they can they can get rid of Derek Carr now. He has one year left, but it's it's all unguaranteed. So they can totally get off his contract or try to trade him to a Pittsburgh Steelers or even a Denver Broncos, a quarterback needy team, and just and just rebuild. I. I don't know because Derek Carr does enough to make you want to keep him around, but I I don't know for sure. I think we see what Derek Carr is. He he's fun. He's gonna have you in the game late, but I don't know if he's the guy that's gonna take you to the promised land. So the Raiders have a lot of interesting things to do there. Uh, Pops, I want to tell you the Bengals though. We said or it, Tony said, and I think we all agreed for them to win, we needed Joe Mixon to have a big day. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon did not have a big day, and they still led the game the whole time. How impressed were you with the Bengals getting the first one in Cincinnati or first playoff win since 1992 before your boy was alive? <laughs> well, I will tell you that I am super impressed with Joe Burrow. Just his cool, calm demeanor, um, his control of of his team, um, the way he said after the game that this is this is the 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 standard. I mean, this is what yeah. we're going to do every year from this on out. Yeah. I loved. I, I like Joe Burrow way more than I did at the first of the year, and that's probably what I came away from that game as much as any because they got a little trouble on defense uh, for next week. Cincinnati does, mm-hmm. but uh, but boy, I Tennessee's sure like Burrow be to be test. under center for my team. I like the guy. And another freaking – we talked about how the Cowboys forget to get C- – I hate that I bring everything back to the Cowboys, <laughs> but the Cowboys can't get C.D. Lamb involved. It was cool to see the Bengals got Jamar Chase involved in everything. Nine catches, 116 yards. He looked awesome. Three carries for 30 or 23 yards, averaging eight yards a pop. I mean, the Bengals are frisky. I, I think we mentioned this last week. I don't think they're they're a better team than the Titans, but they're just, and I don't think they're they're probably the worst team left. They are the worst team left to me in the AFC playoffs, but they're just young and dumb enough and confident <laughs> yeah. enough that you can get a lot done that could. way. You can get a lot they done that could, way, Tony. Yeah. Hey, uh, <clears throat> I wonder if the IT department could tell us who the defensive coordinator is for the Bengals. Uh, I, bet, I bet IT I bet they can figure, figure that, that out. out. Yeah. Uh, I, Lou and Anarumo. Anarumo. Lou Anarumo, well, it, if Lou, <laughs> if, if Lou the Do can figure out a way to scheme through this Tennessee game, uh, you could see, and oh, Prestige World Wide won't like this, you could see the Bengals in the, in the Super Bowl because I don't know if they win this. In the ne- Super Bowl. If they win go. this next game, they're going to have just a tremendous amount of, of confidence. And so, you know, Great quarterbacks are are made even greater when they've got great players around them, and mm-hmm. and so even bad quarterbacks can be mediocre. But it, the Cincinnati, their GM, that's the example, right? Because he has really built. They built a good roster, a great roster. They do need some more. If they get more depth on the offensive line, I think you really look at them. Them and the Chargers yeah. are probably the teams <clears throat> for a while with the Chiefs. So, but uh, here's the and thing. the Bills. Mm. Well, anyway, they don't have the performance they just put at, together. Um, there are three starting wide receivers, and we talk about not to bring up the Cowboys, but if you look at the depth at wide receiver for a team, you know, uh, 
Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup before being hurt. That was pretty deep. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, when he was a rookie, set the world on fire. T. Higgins, when he was a yeah. rookie, set the world on fire. And now Jamar Chase has set the universe on fire as a rookie. And uh, that's a, some uh, that's a lot of talent for a quarterback to have. You, all you got to do is give him and two. For a talented quarterback, too. <laughs> all you got to do is give Joe Burrow two and a half seconds, and he's there. But to LJ's point, this this cat has got some confidence, and he's there to win, and it's, it's nothing else. But and that's the way he played in college, the way he's playing in in. Uh, now and and come back from the injury like he did, uh, I, I think shows shows guts and they're they're there to support him. So, and Joe Mixon is still no slouch. I mean, the Raiders decided no, to stop Joe Mixon. No, I think Joe that Mixon. was the abnormal game. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll and, bounce and back. so if you I, I, this I, the ten not not for any you know, the betters out there, but at this Tennessee Cincinnati game could be in the sixties. You know, I I just don't see that there's going to be there should be. A lot of firepower going on. The fireworks should go off in this Cincinnati-Tennessee game. We'll get to a, a, a little bit of a better preview of that. Just real quick, Tony, the over is for over under 47. I guess you're hammering the over there. You bet. <laughs> okay. Um, you bet. Let's go, Pops. Anybody else have thoughts on that game or you want to move over to the masterpiece that Josh oh, Allen put out go. there in Buffalo? <laughs> okay. So we, we were all fooled. Uh, it was cold in Buffalo, but that didn't matter. <laughs> the The Bills might have just – I don't think there's – there's no – Mike's on a chicken's ass. The Bills <laughs> just had the best offensive game we may have ever seen. They, just, they, they had no punts, no interceptions, no fumbles lost, no field goals, touchdowns on every single drive of the entire game until the knee down – until the kneel downs at the end against the top five defense – and they're the first team to not have any punts or field goals attempts or turn the ball over in a win since at least 1950. We don't even know because we can't. The stats don't go back. And that's not in so a playoff game. Years. And that's not against a top five defense. That's, that's a in game. All games. <laughs> and Preseason then, counts. And wow. then, you want more? Josh Allen was nine for nine on passes over ten yards. So everything down the field, money. Then he had more touchdowns than incompletions in the game. More touchdowns than incompletions. He had more touchdowns than the Bills' <laughs> offense had third down attempts. Attempts. Then they actually saw a three on the down marker. It was incredible. Uh, supposedly Gerard Mayo, who is a linebacker coach for the uh, the Patriots, who I like, is interviewing for some head coaching jobs. I hope he does not – I hope whoever's interviewing him did not watch the tape of that game because – Boy, the Bills look amazing. LJ, how awesome is Josh Allen in the Buffalo Dude, Bills? Dude, that was so much fun to watch. Uh, I just, uh, I've never seen any game go that way that badly. Like, that was insane. Um, and and uh, I, what I thought was kind of cool is I'd, I'd watch some, like, you know, prep videos trying to explain, like, what the Bills are, what the Patriots are. Um, and one thing that, like, kept getting said is how the um, the Bills are able to crush uh, the the sort of cover one that, uh, that, that, uh, New England likes to play and, uh, because New England believes in their corners in a, in a specific way. So, so, uh, Buffalo just, they'll just throw crosses all game long, just constantly. So then that back safety is just, he never knows what to do. And you can always catch if you're a fast enough quarterback, always catch the right guy. And, uh, and it was just, yeah, I mean, so, so then New England had to start pulling 
you know, they couldn't have eight men in the box. So then Devin Singletary got to eat. I mean, it was that whole team got to Played eat. Played well. Was, Played really well. We talked about that lack of running game in Singletary well, for three weeks now. And I wouldn't consider this, uh, you know, his new normal. Um, I would definitely right. assume that that there's a big regression to the mean and they're playing a lot more pass-happy football um, still. But, but if Josh Allen's throwing that well, he's going to get some very favorable boxes. Yeah. And, the rest and of the it was just, through. oh man, it was so much fun to watch. It felt like Madden. It felt like I was playing Madden um, and I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> It did. It really, you know, it did feel like you, you switched it down to yeah. pro on Matt or like rookie yeah. <laughs> and you were just having fun with it because like Josh Allen was completing everything. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're really not giving the defense credit. The pick that Micah Hyde yes. had that really, oh, I thought the God. Patriots had a shot it was because they, they at least they were answering. They didn't pull a Cowboys and just not answer the next time. They, Mike Jones had a nice little drive, mm-hmm. a good scramble to get a first down. And then he throws that play where. It wasn't a bad throw. Micah Hyde just made a play yeah. that I don't think you're going to see Phenomenal. by very many safeties. In he the had NFL. so much momentum. He so slid defense, for like 25 yards. <laughs> <laughs> the defense played just not as well as the offense, but the defense played really well. I think sometimes we forget about the Bills defense because they don't have that one guy, even though Micah Hyde maybe is that guy, but they don't have that Micah Parsons or or that Tyron Matthew or somebody that we can pinpoint as that guy's awesome. That guy's all pro, mm-hmm. but they're a good unit. Pops. I don't know if there's really much to talk about the Patriots. How how much was that impressive? Was that at least you can talk about how impressive that game was, or where you think that means about the Bills moving forward? Well, I, this, I will tell you, you, you uh, LJ mentioned Devin Singletary, and and it seemed to me. I mean, you might have to tell me the, the way the game went, but I thought Devin Singletary had some good runs early in the game, which I thought you, so too. So so now they had to kind of respect that. I I don't I'm 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 not sure. Again, he might have a regression to the mean, as you said, LJ. I don't know, but. It looked like he came of age and was really making some good strong runs. There was some good blocking, which opened everything else up. Don't I mean Josh Allen is the yeah. Guy, give offensive but, line credit too. Offensive line, Josh Allen was pretty 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 clean the whole game, and there was good holes. So give them you, credit. Too, but yeah. don't you have to if you're a Buffalo Bills fan? I mean Josh Allen running that much and taking those hits. I mean that's got to scare you a little. If you're bit, a Buffalo right? Bills fan, yeah. Buffalo Bills fan, you're dealing with a concussion from the table jump, so you're really not too worried about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, I think you have a decent point, but I feel like Pops, and they also found another Isaiah McKenzie. They found a little gadget in Isaiah McKenzie. He he looked like the fastest guy on the field. But on the Josh Allen running stuff, I think they saved all year. I kind of was wondering why they don't run Josh Allen a little more because he's that dangerous. And a lot of this regime, the, the, the GM and them building this, were at Carolina during the Cam Newton heydays when he was awesome. And I think they learned how taxing it is for him to get, even though he was the best goal line running back, red zone running back, even though he's quarterback, but he converted so many touchdowns. Cam Newton did. I think they realized how those regular season hits do mount up and it's going to make his career in quicker. And they don't run Josh Allen on a lot of those late or in the regular season. They did towards the end when it mattered, but I, he looked fresh. I mean, he looks fast. He was juking linebacks and D-backs out of their shoes. And I, if I'm a D-back, Josh Allen is not a small guy. If he's running to 10 yards out of the field, he doesn't just run out of bounds. He's probably going to give you the punishment. Yeah. I mean, is it crazy if you had your choice of of Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes going forward? I mean, is that that's the conversation being had? Think that's yeah. It's actually being had. Yeah. I mean, that- after what I saw, that's where I want to go to tell anything because I know we have. We, we, uh-huh. he, he likes the generational talent over there in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, you could talk about the game itself, the Bills, and what they did, but also a little bit is Josh Allen. I mean playing the best quarterback in, as the best quarterback in the NFL or where do you stand? <laughs> so that was an impressive he, game. Yeah. If Josh Allen plays as smart Throw some as water he, on the bills, here we go. 
If Josh Allen plays as smart a football as he did against the Patriots and plays within the scheme, he's he he's pretty difficult to beat. And so I say that the the knock against Josh Allen, as it is against most young quarterbacks, is you wait for him to make a mistake. And and that's why the Patriots play defense. And he did not make a mistake, and they and the New England defense paid for it. I, I the 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 guy that came out, the coach that came out the worst this weekend of any coach in 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 the uh, playoffs was Steve Belichick, not Bill Belichick, but Steve Belichick, his son, who's the defensive coordinator. He's holy, on fraud alert. I don't know if he's an actual defensive coordinator. Holy I'm not cow! Sure about him. You talk about somebody. You know, it's just he's like he's like, hey, somebody go get that kid in the corner and give him some Kool Aid or something because he was shell shocked. <laughs> you just watch walk around with that big old forehead he's got. He's walking around like, oh, oh, oh. and Bill's like that motherfucker. Yeah, you know. And so it was very interesting to watch. But yeah, so so that was tough. But so Josh Allen didn't make mistakes. Josh Allen not making mistakes versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh. Josh Allen can he's just stronger can run the football better than than Mahomes can at this point in time. Now Mahomes can still make some throws that Allen can't. Allen can probably throw the ball. Well, I'm not going to say throw farther. He 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 can he's just he's got a stronger arm probably than Mahomes does at this point. But it, Mahomes don't run like Josh Allen runs. And so uh if he plays perfect, tough to beat. Well, so that segues us perfect going into that Chiefs game. I I don't know. I, I would push back a little bit on I don't know if there's any throws that Mahomes makes that that Josh Allen can't. Josh Allen's arm is incredible. I, he does throws that I don't think anybody can make, but I don't trust his decision making quite as much as I do Mahomes. And the reason why I'm not ready to say, yes, give me Josh Allen over Mahomes, although I would be happy to be a Buffalo Bill right now. I've been one on this podcast to question Josh Allen that maybe last year was a little bit fluky. It's not. He's really awesome. But you saw what Mahomes did. It was 7-0 to in the second quarter, and then Mahomes lit the world on fire. He also, <laughs> we're over here crediting Josh Allen. Mahomes just uh, casually threw for, uh, what was it, 400 yards and five touchdowns. And yeah. that was all from like the 10 minute mark in the second quarter on. He yeah. he scored so many touchdowns in just 10 minutes of game action. The Chiefs ran out of fireworks. They ran out of fireworks <laughs> at the game. Crazy. That is, it's incredible how good Mahomes is. Now that, that Steelers defense is kind of, TJ Watt's awesome, but and Cam Hayward's awesome, but They've been, and Mika Fitzpatrick. It's weird to me that they have three guys that are all pro-level guys, but we've seen that defense get gashed by a lot of teams. Kirk Cousins made that defense look terrible, so that tells you something. Uh, I'm not ready to go Allen over Mahomes, but, man, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that Steelers game, but it just it sets up what is the game of the divisional round to me. Bills, Let's, Chiefs, Allen, yeah. Mahomes. Oh, that's a, that is appointment-viewing TV, Tony. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's not going to be the explosion that the Bengals uh, Titans is going to be, but because there's going to just going to be phenomenal plays made uh, in that Chiefs Bills game, and the Chiefs have a very opportunistic defense, and the Bills do as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, especially you know, you talked about Micah Hyde earlier, so there could be plays made. I, I don't see this being as high scoring as some of the other games, and, and as much you, you might think this is a two quarterbacks you just threw for. 300 and something and 400 yards and like 72 touchdowns in the last game. But, uh, you know, um, it's going to be a great game. I, I you kind of wish this was the championship game, but it, well, the, the, it looks really good. 
the books are if you're if you're looking to bet the game, the the books are hoping you ex, you're assuming that the, the, they run out of fireworks again in Kansas City because they got the over under at fifty five, which yeah. it's not possible impossible they get there, but that is a high point total. They That's usually high. go up that high. Yeah. They have the line at Bills minus two and a half. So I mean they're basically they're basically saying it's a pick 'em game just given the Chiefs I mean Chiefs minus two and a half. Sorry. Say, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs minus two and a half. And they're basically saying they're the, home team, the yeah. arrowhead advantage there. The Chiefs better um, hope it doesn't get close to that over. Because if it goes over, if you're going if you think it's over, take the Bills. I in my opinion. Because if it gets that high, the Chiefs defense has not made the turnovers got has not gotten the turnovers they need to get or hadn't made that one or two sacks they need to get. And the the Bills will be tough to beat if it, if you hit that over. It's hard to look at two teams that scored a combined eighty nine points last week and take the under though. That feels very yeah, it is it is it's true <laughs> it does it I, I understand and I think Vegas I, is thinking just we're all going to do yeah, that. I don't so think you're wrong. I, I just think that's okay. difficult. <laughs> it's been very difficult Pops, I mentioned- to. to- could, uh, to to predict that it's hard so. being right, isn't it? <laughs> I, it's hard. They also it's they also hard. the last two times they played, I think was both scores. I think were thirty eight to twenty, just opposite ways. The Chiefs won thirty eight twenty last year in the playoffs. The Bills won thirty eight to twenty in Arrowhead earlier mm. this year. So hmm. if you look at that, they also scored sixty eight points in the or was that fifty eight? So they hit mm. the over. So. We'll see. Pops, I mentioned Isaiah McKenzie. The Bills might have found something with Aaron. and we talked about Singletary. Have the Chiefs found something with Jarek McKinnon? He looked he looked pretty pretty good over there at running back for the Chiefs. You know, I didn't I didn't I, I, that game got out of control and I didn't watch it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, and I just didn't watch. So yeah, we had to watch uh, we had to watch the end of Yellow Jackets. So. <laughs> <laughs> I. Let's we, we, I, I kind of skimmed over. Let's let's touch on the last game, which I don't think is going to take us long. Uh, the 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 Eagles. We, we kind of talked about this. The Eagles probably were just uh, they beat a bunch of bad teams. I think they were un, they were zero yeah. seven against. What division the were they in? Um, the NFC least. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. and yeah. and they they just never that was never even a contest. Actually, it was nice because I I had some things I want to do on Sunday. I started my TV up right at right at noon, ready to watch. And I realized twelve thirty. Oh, I can go ahead and yeah. get all that stuff done. I'm good. I can I can get that stuff done so I can watch the Cowboys <laughs> game because that game was a snooze. The, the the Eagles. It's funny to me. You hear some fans sometimes like, "Oh, now they're doing this. Why why didn't the Eagles start doing this earlier in the game when they started finding Devontae Smith yeah. late?" It's because you weren't down thirty one to zero and the Bucks were playing prevent yeah. defense. Like yeah. that game was over, over. and done. Um, do, Pops, do you have any thoughts on that game? I have, I have one thought, and it's it's kind of an okay. odd one, but I heard Jack Buck say early in the game while I was still paying Joe, attention. Joe, Joe. Joe Buck? Joe Buck, Joe Buck, Rest sorry. Peace to Jack. Joe Buck said this was the first home playoff game in Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, because they were all on the road. Well, because technically the Super Bowl, they played the Super Bowl in Raymond James. Right, but right. But, home team. but does that visitors. mean Tampa Bay was, was a wild card last year? Yes. Yeah, they they were yeah, they're walking. Only one team got the the one seed. So they Saints were, Saints were the division winner last year. I I just really thought they would have had a home game last year, but I, I was uh-uh. shocked at that and I wanted to clarify. That's hell, that's the only thought I have. Yeah, that game was over fast. <laughs> hey, so uh I go got ahead, a, I got one thought. And so uh this is different between uh Bruce Arians and Big Doofus. Um, <laughs> I, I love the Big Doofus uh, scale. Are we gonna have that? That, that was a seven on the Big is, Doofus scale. Awesome. <laughs> used to be awesome. the flapper. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh Bruce Arians the and his staff decided scale. to sit Leonard Fournette. And uh it's the playoffs and everything, but they knew they had this game. And so 
didn't need him. And so they sat him, didn't didn't uh, activate him off the IR, give him another week's rest. It's like they had a bye. And so now they're coming in. Leonard Fournette, I feel pretty certain, will be active uh, against uh, against the Rams. And that'll be a difference maker for them. And so, and don't look now, but Keyshawn Vaughn looks decent. Yeah, he looks decent. Looks like yeah. I got him. Bernard in looks like league, that so, ideal yeah. James White, that James White guy for Brady. Yeah, that, that, and Fournette's that guy too at times. But Bernard is really good out of the backfield. Yeah. A couple of my dynasty teams have Keyshawn Vaughn on there. It don't mean shit right now, but it might. <laughs> but uh, no, but I think Leonard. I think you know. I I just just to show looking at an overall picture and making the right decision, that to me is just two different things right there. They, that, that was a tremendous thing for them to do, to keep Fournette fresh for next week. And then we wrap up with the worst performance of the playoffs. on. It sucks that it was on Monday night for him. Kyler Murray was abysmal yeah, was Monday abysmal. night against the Rams. I mean, it was – he. I, I don't know what happened. For a second, I thought maybe they sneaked uh, Carson Wentz into his jersey because he was in the end zone and about to get sacked, and he just – Lati da over his head tosses it yeah, up. Yeah, tosses it up in the air. I mean, just it was. Oh, it was odd. It was interesting to me. I read from a guy who gives great stats and just good stuff on the NFL. Scott Casimir on Twitter at Scott Casimir. Matt Stafford in his 186 start of his career and first playoff win. It was the first time he ever attempted fewer than 20 passes in a game that he did not leave injured. The, <laughs> The way for the Rams to win this thing, because Stafford will make a, a, a few really good throws. That throw, the fade he threw to Odell Beckham was the perfect spot to put it. Odell Beckham looked good. And and I think Stafford's good and can win you games, but you don't have to give him 30 attempts. If you can get Sony Michelle and, and Cam Akers, Akers who, I don't know how he's healthy. I don't know what they've done to him, but how he's recovered from he the Achilles and looks they good. Can rebuild him. We have the technology. <laughs> that is the Rams figured out their their key and Von Miller look. He I was about to like say playoff Von. Von we Miller. haven't seen playoff Von in a long freaking time. <laughs> but but playoff Von's really damn good. Yeah. As Peyton Manning would say, the best teammate he ever played with. I think is what he said about Von. Miller. Well, I'll say that so. that does maybe uh, uh, tell you. I mean, Kyler Murray was was on the back foot all game long. I mean, he looked bad because he's a young quarterback yeah. that was he never had a chance. He never had a second. Yeah. So. ESPN put a really disrespectful stat out there at one point at at the 10 minute mark in the third quarter after Odell Beckham threw that uh, double pass for 40 yeah. yards they throw they threw <laughs> oh, up some stats no. and said through through the 10 minute mark Kyler Murray has and it was like 29 yards and oh, Odell yeah. Beckham had 40 yards passing I was like oh that's the has like the third we know the third best bad. stats of any pass thrower in this game <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. which on can we mention that throw I, Odell Beckham has his things I mean he's interesting whatever he has he has some stuff off the field talent wise that to to make that throw in the third quarter where I would assume he hasn't thrown a ball over 10 yards in at least five hours. And that's assuming that he threw some deep balls in pregame. And then to just launch a beautiful, beautiful strike that and it was a 40 yard pass. I bet it traveled 60 yards in the air because it was from one side of the field mm-hmm. to the other. The talent that Odell Beckham has is undeniable. It is, yeah, he's right. very talented right. receiver. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this about Arizona just real quickly on that game. So, not speaking as a guy who, Needed Arizona to win to complete a six-game parlay, but <laughs> but if you were, but if I were, uh, no. And so that game really uh, hinged around two plays, and yeah, uh, the Rams decided to do total pressure. I mean, it was zero cover, zero, total pressure, and and the the Cardinals had two chances in their first two drives to complete huge plays, um, even before the double throwback barely. pass, which was this close to being. 
Uh, it might have been legal. It was giving shades to Music City oh, Miracle because it was like right down the line. It was really close, but it was a four pass. But AJ Green was out of bounds by about six inches. They threw a third and, and and knew they had the blitz coming, and he led AJ Green out to the to the sideline by about six inches, and his foot hit just six inches, and his second foot came in. If he's in bounds on that play, they've beaten that, and 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 that's on their first drive, and, and we've got a different ball game. And then the second play, second second drive, where the Rams, I don't believe they scored on their first drive. So the second drive the Cardinals have, again, a blitz, and he picks it up, and he throws the ball into an area. Christian Kirk is coming over and is in perfect position to, to catch it, and he sees Rondell Moore underneath. They were both coming and crossing, and he, sl- he stopped because he saw Rondell. He got scared. If he continues on that, he catches that probably a touchdown. It's a completely different ball game. So as bad as it turned out then for Kyler from that point forward, uh, if either one of those plays, uh, and I'm not saying that the Cardinals would have won, but if either one of those plays complete, it's a it's a completely different ball game. Yeah. The Cardinals push the Rams back, and I think so. So, and then Stafford has to throw it over 20 times, where over he 20 might times. So, gift you a ball. Yeah. Now we'll talk about when we talk about the next game. I'll, I'll I'll talk about the Rams, but that's that's where I'm at. Is is that as great as great as the Rams played last night? I think if the Cardinals. Either one of those plays gets completed. Completely different ballgame. All right. Well, so we've recapped everything. Uh, Tony, I, I hate that for your friend. I don't know if it was you, but whoever had the the, the six-leg parlay where yeah. they just needed Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> to cover, there is a rule. We've told the JPP listeners, after Halloween, you don't bet on Kingsbury. <laughs> Little doofus may be out in Arizona. So I, just yeah. just be beware, fans, that uh, – Week, first eight weeks of the season next year, cash in on Kingsbury and the Cardinals. But then just beware. After Halloween, he forgets to take his mask off and he keeps that clown mask on and they stink. So <laughs> let's get into let's get into the recap or preview some of these games and make some picks so you can win some money because, of course, we're just money with oh, all yeah. our picks. Money, money, make money, money. But before we do that, let's get a word from our sponsor. Woo-hee, sports fans, I know we've had ourselves one hell of a hard week, especially with the uh, – them boys in the Big D uh, dropping a little bit. But I got something here for you that can soothe all of your woes. Monkey Butt Anti-Itch Cream. Monkey Butt Anti-Itch Cream will soothe your woes. Sorry, Texas. All right, coming back in. Oh, wait, guys. I, oh. I, can't, I can't hear oh. shit over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just doing my big Manning impersonation from the Manning cast. I can't hear shit. <laughs> it was hilarious. They, they were going to show Eli. was. They came back from break, and Eli was going, right. hey, we're going to – real quick, we're going to get to uh, – I forget. They had Larry Fitzgerald on. He was like, Larry, I have a question for you before we do that. I want to – Peyton's going to show us how the Rams were able to get Odell Beckham uh, open on that fade. And then they go to – they show the replay, and you just hear Peyton go, I – I can't hear shit. <laughs> and Eli just goes, okay, we'll get to Peyton in a second. Larry, um, I want to talk to you. Says the guy that double hilarious. flipped the bird to everybody that, earlier in the year. more money to the, the Manning brothers or the FCC? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, like, and I think that's part of the. That's part of it. They still through eighteen weeks, which they didn't. They didn't have a game every single week, but they still. It's it still cracks me up that they don't really understand like, a clean way of tossing a break. Like it always. It seems like every single commercial break just sneaks up on them. They're like, "Hey, Larry Fitzgerald, when you were uh, twenty nine. Oh, 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 sorry, break. Uh, stay here. We'll be back. We'll be back. And like they just they don't. Yeah, they they're just boys hanging, man. But it's fun. That's part of the fun. It's just boys hanging out watching some football. Yeah, so I, yeah, and I'll tell you what—I don't know what was more embarrassing: uh, Peyton dropping the the 
the the shit bomb there. Shit. I can't hear shit. Or the fact that Eli was trying to wear that chain that Snoop Dogg gave him. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you right now, and I mean this, no offense to anyone, anyone at all, because I I love everybody. Oh boy! But oh it, boy! Usually you say something offensive. <laughs> This is why the offensive insert offensive remark. White boys should not wear big gold chains. I just look stupid. Oh shoot! I, I just it, ordered uh, mine. Kevin. It's just ridiculous, and it, it was fun to see there for a little bit. But it just like Eli, look at you, man. No, that's not. You know, you should be wearing plaid with khakis and going hotty toddy and stuff. It, this is just not working for me. You, you, you put a backwards hat on, whatever you want to do. But that I think specifically, so, Eli I appreciate though that he's specifically Eli Manning's. Just like, I think he's. I think he's cool enough. He's cool in that nerdy kind of way. I tell you, he's cool enough, LJ. The I, I can't think of his name, but you kind of mentioned him. The Chicago yeah. Bears that got that taunting penalty <laughs> yeah. that for looking oh, at the sideline. He's hellaciously like, cool. You, him in that fair coat, fur coat with the long hair, he yeah. can pull off. That Absolutely, yeah, man. <laughs> Well, Tony, for the listeners, he's got a button down and a little vest. <laughs> he's got a Yeah, I've got my zipped up sweater with my button down. And the with, biggest gold my, chain you've ever seen. <laughs> biggest gold it says, oh, block, chain. Ride or die. <laughs> yeah, ride or die, motherfucker. It says, JPP, you know me on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, let's get this, let's get this train back on. Uh, Pops, let's go on the two games we just finished uh, talking about what they did last week. Um, on Sunday, the Rams play the Bucks. Rams or the Buccaneers are, as of right now, favored by three points um, since they're the home team. And Raymond James, I think they're getting a little help there. Over under forty eight and a half. Any any thoughts there, pops? Well, since Aaron Donald didn't get thrown out of the game, yeah. talking about refs <laughs> right. when he was grabbing yeah. the guy's face mask and tore it off, and kept. I think he. I think he grabbed him by he the throat. Him him by the throat. <laughs> I mean, how do you not get thrown out of the game and then out of the next? The game? ref was scared of Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Donald he knuckle well. dragged his nose. The ref <laughs> said, yeah. "No, I don't want that fist on my nose." What are you talking about? <laughs> <Knuckle dragged. laughs> Well, since he's in and since uh, Cam Akers looked like all world to me and Sony Michelle looked good, and because I picked the L.A. Rams to begin with, I'm going to pick them to win this game. I think it'll be close, but I think I think A.B. being out, you know, I'm glad A.B.'s out. Don't get me wrong. And and Chris Godwin and all that with the Bucks. I just I think the Rams have enough. I think they have enough to beat the Bucks, even in Tampa Bay. L.J.? Are you, are you just just for Vaughn to get I mean, another ring? Or are you going uh, there? Vaughn or? versus Brady in the playoffs is something that I like to see again. I can't wait. So I'm taking I'm taking the Rams as well. Um, I I I think it's going to be a good game. I really you could flip a coin if you were trying to put money on it. And if I was actually putting money down, I'd probably you know try to figure something else out than listening to whatever I think. But I do, <laughs> but I do like the the Rams to win this game. I'm really rooting for them too. Rams to win it. Like, so I'm giving you the option. LJ. No, you can, it sounds like Pasta's taking money. Line. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take. Are you taking money line too? Rams just gonna yeah, win. Just it. gonna win it. All right. See, I personally would like that to see maybe if that can bump up to three point five to get the hook. Then I would love the Rams. I, Tony, and this is where I'm interested because I think it sounds like you might throw a little water on the Rams because you weren't as impressed with that Cardinal win. The only thing to me, the, the matchup that's interesting here is I do feel like they found something in that run game. Uh, we'll see if Whitworth's healthy because he he battled through an injury. I think that's one of those injuries that he had Monday night that hurts a little more on Tuesday morning than it does in the action. We'll see. Um, but what they have, and Pops mentioned it, the Bucks are without Antonio Brown and Godwin. And Mike Evans looked great. 
But Mike Evans is going to have the Jalen Ramsey treatment all day long. And Mm -hmm. to me, this game hinges on who wins that matchup. If Ramsey can blanket Evans, I don't think there's enough for Tom Brady. Unless, I guess, Fournette's healthy, so maybe. But I I like the Rams plus three, Tony. Are you going to be with us all and go Rams or – are you are you taking Tampa Tom? I, we're all we're betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, you know yeah. Tom Brady real quick, LJ. You you love Tom Brady stats. He now has the same amount of playoff wins against the NFC teams as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and he's been in the NFC for a year and a game. So yeah, I uh, I'm going to take the Bucks here, and 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 the reason I'm going to take the Bucks here is so that your Rams picks will be Thank good. you. As I was um, hoping. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. But uh <laughs> no, but two two things about the Bucks here is the, to me the key player and who stops the Rams is Vita Vea because and, and this is what I love about Sean Vea. Everybody talked about the play action. His offense goes off of play action and guess what? They got play action on the on the cards, and they and that's why Stafford only had to throw the ball yep. twenty times. Very good. Point. That hasn't been able to happen uh, during the year. Now, if they've got Acres and Michelle, I I can't remember if Daryl Henderson has the opportunity next week to come back or not. I can't remember, but they do have doubles there, and Michelle's kind of the 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 slam back. But still, Vita Vea does not allow you to have that kind of success play action. You don't necessarily have to honor it. And so, uh, with him clogging up the middle, I I think that that stops that, and and so the the Rams don't have. Now it's really hard to go against Cooper Cup, who, in my opinion, is is probably the best football player in twenty twenty one. Period. End of story. Um, he's just having that kind of year. It doesn't mean he'll have it in twenty two. I'm not saying he's Jerry Rice, but he's having a great year. So, but here here's the here's the other side of that is the Rams don't have any safeties. And the the Cardinals couldn't if if I'm Tom Brady I've got Gronk over for, for spaghetti dinner Thursday night saying hey man you get to go against Eric Weddle you remember Eric Weddle don't you yeah that thirty nine two years ago that thirty nine year old guy who hadn't played but one game in the last two and a half years you get to go against him he did I, say he's been playing pickup basketball Tony so there is that. Well, I've seen I've seen Doctor Lift play pickup basketball, and unless he can put your butt on your hip, he ain't got a chance. And so, I don't think Eric Riddle can put his butt on Rob Gronkowski's hip. And so, I, I think Gronk is probably probably eight or nine catches for 130, 140 yards and two touchdowns, and the Bucks take this one uh, probably probably by four twenty twenty four twenty. One other thing: uh, Will the Bucks have any offensive linemen in this game because they lost their center and their like left tackle? The center think, came back at one point, but they lost right tackle. Right Tristan Worse. Worse has been really good, and they Is brought he, him back for a play, and and I, he looked clearly a bad. And Carrion got an easy sack on Tom Brady. I was like, we, you need to protect Tom right now. now I, don't know what I, y'all are doing. I heard two things on Worse. I heard low ankle and high ankle. Have they determined which one it is? Um, IT can work on that and see, but I think Pops has a good point. The Rams get after the passer, and if there's if there's some issues, one thing the Bucks have done really good is protecting Tom. And I, yeah, is Von Miller play on that side? Doesn't he come yeah. on right that ankle side? sprain? If he if he doesn't, he will. <laughs> Bruce Arians low said ankle. That he's in a walking boot right now, but yes. it's it just says right ankle sprain is what right this ankle. report okay. shows, and it that says means- there's a chance he can play. It'll probably come down to the wire on Sunday. Let's say right ankle. That means it's a high ankle because they'd say if it was a low ankle, they'd say it's a low ankle because you play on a low ankle sprain unless you're 
uh, Lamar Jackson. And so, uh, um, <laughs> on, so, on Tony's fantasy team. Yeah. And so, uh, so, but that's a very good point. I, and I will say this, Vaughn Miller did look great. And so the Rams have set themselves up for this playoff run. It's just, I think they, they got a bad draw on that. If Leonard Fournette is in, that's the running back they didn't see against Arizona and will yeah. make them honest. And, and so, uh, I, Granted, yeah, there's no Godwin, uh, but uh, there is a Brashad Perryman, and he's done fairly decent. I mean, that's pretty much Tom, all Tom Brady needs. I would just say, Tony, if you're banking on a Brashad Perryman showing, I would be worried <laughs> in the divisional no, round. No, and, and, and there's something else for the IT. Look, I, I did uh, Long, the uh, Rams' other IT needs to get paid more. You're throwing a <laughs> yeah, lot on IT. Because <laughs> Howie Long Jr., I think it's not Howie, something Howard, Howard Long Jr. David? Long Jr. He went out during that game, and he's the uh, Rams' other quarter cornerback. I wonder if he came back or if he's on their on their uh, entry list. I don't know. They all um, yeah. Anyway, they, um, I'm going Bucks. Bucks, and then three Rams picks. All right. They they really pops. They kind of did some of these teams dirty. Both one seeds played the Saturday game, so that means the 49ers are going to have to play on short rest when the Bengals are coming off a of bye week. That's kind of mean. They could yeah. at least put it on Sunday, right? So let's go to that game. 49ers-Packers. They've already played once. It came down to the very end of the game where Aaron Rodgers put down a beautiful drive on Sunday night football to get them within field goal range, and they win as time expires. Now we come back. It'll be a night game in Lambeau. I believe I looked at it. It's a very future forecast, but I believe the low for Saturday night is two. Two degrees mm. is the low in Lambeau. Actually, I think think that kind of helps a team like the 49ers that is going to pound the ball and just try to run, 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 play action to Debo, run, 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 maybe hit Kittle. Uh, Pops, where do you stand on that? Five and a half is the line, Packers. Well, let me think. I'm trying to think of how t- how often it gets that cold in San Francisco. Uh, um, probably <laughs> not often. There was the movie Day um, After Tomorrow it might have in that movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if 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 Kyle Shanahan and the and the 49ers try to give the game away like they did the other day, they did. Green Bay will take them up on it. And <laughs> and I I'm I'm just telling I'm gonna pick Green Bay. Am I picking them against the spread or am I just picking money line? I'm just picking winners, Mo- aren't I? Yeah. No, no, no. I want you to I, I gave you the money line option just because you were taking the underdog, so it's Ooh. a little spicy. But no, no, no. You, if you're picking the favorite, I need I need you to pick that five and a half. Lay some points out there. All right, well, I show it was six anyway, but um <laughs> the- which I'll take the five and a half. I'm giving you a half. I'm giving you an extra half. I'm still taking Green Bay. I'll stay. I'll take Green Bay, and I'll give you the five and a half. I too am taking Green Bay. I think Bakhtiari. He got some action in Week 18, and now he's got a week off. I like having that. Jared Alexander should be good. I think the Packers defense, which at times has been a little fraudulent, will be fine. I just I'm taking. I, really, it comes down to I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Garoppolo, and I think that's worth five and a half points. LJ, um, I okay. So so have we all picked Green Bay so far. Yeah, uh, okay. Just two so okay, far. Just right. two. Well, of us. Tony might save yeah. us again. <laughs> um, I. How did do we know real quick? How did our kiss of death pick go last week? Did we? Did, I Which think we one were was right. that? Um, Buffalo. Did, did we all pick the Bills? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> barely. <laughs> barely. I think we all picked the Eagles. I think we all took the Eagle or uh, the Bucks over the Eagles. No, we had a Philly. Yeah, I went Philly. I went Philly. We had a Philly, and that was mostly a hate yeah. pick. Oh, that was an right, anti Brady right. pick. Oh, and the Chiefs. Chiefs. We all went Chiefs. That was a close so. one. 
Well, okay, yeah, but those were so we're getting credit for those. But right, I feel so, like those so here's what I'm going to say. Then. So. Um, I I think that uh, as as I think I've mentioned already, the 17 week se- or 17 game season has exhausted a lot of teams. Um, it comes down to who's got the most depth and who's got the most rest. I think, and so I think that means Green Bay takes it. I mean, I think the bye week is important this year, LJ. I think you're. And I, wanna, that, I don't know if that means the Titans beat the Bengals, but that uh, for both one seeds, I'm picking one huge. seeds all around. So, uh, so I do think that, yeah. And, and I, I know that if one of these teams loses, then the conversation is going to be about, Oh, they were out of rhythm or blah, blah, blah. But I, I truly believe that this year, especially being healthy is going to matter the most and having depth is going to matter the most. And I, I think the Packers take that. Well, the good news for the Packers is while they may start a little rusty, there's going to be about an eight minute point in the game where Shanahan and Garoppolo try to hand them the game. So they'll have a chance. They'll open. They'll leave that back door open for you to kind of sneak back in there. Tony. So we got three Packers here. Packers minus five and a half. The over under is 47 and a half if you have any interest in that. But I really want to know who you're picking. What team you got? Nanner, Niner, Niners. Okay. All right. Niners. Well, okay. Now, now IT has already looked at. The status of Bosa and Fred Warner. Because you knew he'd ask. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, who cares? Bosa going to get hurt, right? Oh my God. Right? We've had those conversations. Bosa going to get hurt. So you got a plan for that. Um, honestly, uh, the reason I'm going with the 49ers uh, is, is uh, A, from actually the middle of their defense. I, I think they've got what it uh, – Devontae Adams is going to get his, but um, – Man, I, I, you know, the 49ers can run the football, and I just don't think the Green Bay defense is quote unquote tough. And if there's no snow in Lambeau, the, uh, the opposing team has a chance. And the, even though it's going to be cold, there's not supposed to be any snow, and that field is heated. So, uh, I feel pretty certain that they'll have the water running underneath that field, keep it night, a nice and balmy 42 degrees on the, on the turf. So I don't think they'll have a problem with that. Um, I, I oh, really, now that by the way, now the low is negative one degree. Ain't no, the, the ain't no thing. The, ain't no thing. <laughs> ain't no thing. The turf's going to be above freezing because they, they've got a water system under there, which is different than Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't, but they've got a water system to keep it, keep it above freezing. So the turf is not going to be like landing on concrete. And uh, I, I think that uh, and, and it's not like the 49ers have to pass the ball to win the game. And uh, so Debo can do a lot. And mm-hmm. if you got Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, uh, and Ayuk and George Kittle, who didn't have to do much. I, I just think there's some weapons there that can keep up with Green Bay. And I, I, I think the 49ers, as we said earlier, have played a tougher schedule. They're they're a True. tougher team, in my opinion. So I, I like the 49ers going in there. So especially you said, especially if you're going to give me five and a half. There's a 30 <laughs> – Here's the meteorologist Kevin coming in for you. We've got conspiracy Kevin and meteorologist Kevin. Right. This one's different networks, different news networks. It will be really, really cold. Winds between 10 to 20 miles per hour coming from the west. That does mean a little something with possible 20 mile per hour gust at times. There is a chance of snow, but during the day, it should be totally clear by the game time. Okay. So that's the that's the uh, forecast as of Tuesday night from. You're trusted meteorologist. I mean, Kevin. would you rather have a uh, ten mile per hour winds coming from the west or the sun in Dallas Stadium coming from the west? <laughs> Did you hear? Yeah, Boomer I'm trying say not that. to be pissed I think off. They're about rethinking the that. I think they're Did, rethinking that design. Factor, did you so. hear Boomer say that? What billionaire builds a stadium east and west? You know, I, I was <laughs> glad to hear somebody say it. They have they have curtains. They close the curtains for night concerts and stuff like that. They, um, they yeah, actually they have curtains that they want they to keep open because they think they give better photos. I believe is the answer. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you've seen those it's pictures a, of like Brady playing in. Why Dallas. can't they have like? Why can't they have curtains? Because I've this has been an issue. And a lot of times it'll happen to the opposing team, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, look at Jerry Smart. Why don't they have curtains where they just put them like to help the Cowboys? Can't you do that? You can't you can change the that. stadium conditions in game. You cannot change throwback. stadium conditions. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, okay. there's a throwback to old Texas Stadium. Here we go. You remember Texas Stadium had that little thing in it? If you play the three o'clock game mm-hmm. in Dallas. About four thirty, four forty-five. Yeah. That's that back half of the stadium. It, it got light. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A. A. Ron Rogers going to win MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and then maybe just hell, he might just ride off into the sunset. What if he just pulls like a Michael Strahan and just disappears and goes does shrooms or something? I could see it. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Could. Uh, let's get to the game where Uncle Tony has already told you it's going to score seventy points. It's going to be exciting. We're starting off the divisional round with a with a barn burner, according to Uncle Tony. Cincinnati Bengals going to Nashville to play the rested one seed Tennessee Titans. Pops, what you got? Minus three. Titans minus three and a half. Um, you know, uh, and, and also AJ Dillon's going to be running. He's going to be hard to tackle up in Green Bay. And, and so that's why I'm he's thinking. He's hard to tackle regardless. He's going to be hard to tackle, tackle anyway, but he's going to be hard to tackle in minus one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because they got Henry coming back, uh, I just I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take that rested Tennessee team, and and I'm going to pick Tennessee to to beat Cincinnati. I think that that decimated defense is going to show up, and uh, Joe Burrow might score. You might be right, might be a lot of points, but I think Tennessee wins that game. This game to me is, I mean, the most exciting is the Bills Chiefs, but this one to me is exciting because I just I have no idea. I, you could tell me that the Titans come in and dominate, and Derrick Henry looks awesome. You could tell me that Derrick Henry looks a little rusty and Joe Burrow keeps lighting it up and the Bengals have a lead. I I, I, I can see so many different narratives going. I think I lean Titans minus three and a half. And the reason is, and it's not because I don't have faith in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and Boyd and Higgins and all those guys we've mentioned. I think Zach Taylor is holding back that team. It, they in, in the game against the Raiders, that one shouldn't have been close. They went two for five in the red zone. And then there was a times at the end of the game where – you have Joe Burrow, and you have a guy. Like I'm not saying he's the Mahomes or Josh Allen, but you have a guy. And they were afraid to let him throw it to get a first down, and they just were very conservative and went run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt. I think Zach Taylor's playoff and experience and just maybe lack, just not a, being a great head coach is going to bite the Bengals. And I think Mike, Mike Vrabel is a great head coach. I really love him as a head coach. I think he has guys playing. He's kind of got that Belichick stuff where they've, they've talked every situation out. So I'm going tight. Titans minus three and a half. I hope it's a really close game. Tony, we know you think there's going to be that we're hammering the over 47. That's you could put 50 on that and you're still hammering. That's no doubt in your mind. Where are you going with the line though? Minus three and a half Titans. Three and a half. I think I'm, I, I think I'm still going to go Tennessee. And the reason I say Tennessee, if Cincinnati, like I I do stand by it. If, if for some reason Cincinnati wins this game, I think they they go to the Super Bowl because it's just giving that click. But um, the the you know we talk about how talented Cincinnati is on their side of the football with wide receiver depth. Uh, if you watch Week 18, Julio Jones looked like Julio Jones, and now we give him another week to rest. Uh, you get AJ Brown and Julio Jones uh, as wide receiver one and two, and then you put uh, Derek if Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's back, and Dante Foreman actually showed that he's a he's he's got a young Not legs. Bad. He's yeah. got young legs and can drive it. They're going to be able to score points. And again, defensively, Vrabel, who was supposed to be known for that, coming out of of, of uh, New England, but 
I, you know, they just seem to do enough. That defense seems to do enough to win, and they're going to make a big play. And you've got a, two, a second year quarterback back there. Something, you know, that that Bill Belichick ish type defense is going to have something for that guy where a bad play is going to be made on the side of the Bengals. And I could see Tennessee winning this by six just for that one score. So I, I, I'm going Tennessee probably maybe like 42 35 or 40, 41 34, something like that. A big, a big number, but there's just that one play is probably going to make the difference. But I like Tennessee here. LJ, I know where you stand, but I'm just giving you the option since uh, we have all three of us so far gone Titans. You still picking the one seed? Oh, I've been picking. I've been picking the Titans since early last week. So I think you picked Titans when Super Bowl last week. I think I you? did. Yeah. So I'm I'm still taking yeah. the Titans because you said Derrick Henry's fine. I, I was kind of like we don't know for sure if Henry's fine. You're like he's fine. He's fine. He can get out there. Um, uh, I think that. Uh, uh, I agree with Tony. If uh, if the Bengals come out of this game alive, then uh, watch out. Um, a team that young with that much confidence will be tough, but I don't know if they can hang with the old man ball that uh, Tennessee is going to bust at them. So um, yeah. I like for Tennessee what it's worth. Meteorologist Kevin has found that it will be the highest 38, the lows 22. This game is an afternoon game, so it'll probably be around freezing ish somewhere in the 30 range. No precipitation, barely any wind. So for a team like the Bengals, who want to kind of get some balls down the field, Jamar Chase, maybe that helps him a little. But Nashville yeah. is going to be rocking yeah, in that playoff game. It's going to be yeah. a loud atmosphere. I've got a, Joe I've got half a mind to see if I can find some tickets for that game. It's it's just a six hour drive. That that Ooh, that would that, be a fun one. That'd be a fun game. I, I've I've got half a mind, but we'll see if the other half says <laughs> All right. no. So, yeah, the, the other smart half. The other half, the other half is home, by the way. So yeah, so I'm sure the other half of my mind is going to say no. So. <laughs> just just get ready. It's not really his coming out party because I mean he's had a good year, but this is going to be in playoffs and people are going to see it. And we already have talked about that Bengals offensive line. Jeffrey Bernard Simmons Jr., number 98 for the Titans, is going to wreck this game up front. He is a beast. I, he's not quite Aaron Donald, but he's close. Just He's going to have yeah. – it, 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 and if he doesn't, if the Bengals find a way to neutralize him, then I think the Bengals really have a good shot to win. Yeah. But I think he wrecks this game on the defensive end for the Titans. All right. Now, Sunday night game. It's going to be a doozy. The over-under set at 55. Chiefs minus two and a half in Arrowhead. I need to meteorologist Kevin will be here in just a second to let us know what Arrowhead is <laughs> looking like Kevin on think? Sunday night. <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> Kevin thinks that, uh, well, actually, it's not even a conspiracy. Well, actually, no, actually, conspiracy <laughs> Kevin does have a thought. We talked about Derek Carr and all his penalties yeah. and how it felt like, and even, on, even on Saturday, it kind of felt like they were there were some calls in that second half that they were getting very, very favorable mm-hmm. calls for the Raiders. And I think LJ actually brought this to the forefront of mine a few weeks back, but the the Raiders are threatening a lawsuit over the John Gruden stuff. And I think the NFL is trying to, you know, throw a couple of bones over at the Raiders. So that's a random conspiracy, Kevin. But since you asked, that is been percolating. Maybe the bull haircut will shut up if he uh, gets into the playoffs. (laughs) That's what they thought. And I thought we won't let him win. (laughs) We'll we'll throw him a couple bones here against the Bengals, too, to make him (laughs) – not we just don't want him pissed off. We don't want him to think he got screwed in this game. <laughs> then again, they did have the erroneous whistle, which right. <laughs> kind of yeah, ruins that thought. But um, pops, we got let's see, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Allen, Mahomes. What you got? Let me know where you at. Two and a half Chiefs is the line right now. You know, I'm going to go Buffalo. I am going to go Buffalo. I, I think that they have their mind made up. They got their mind on the money and their money on their mind. <laughs> 
And I think they have been waiting for this game. And I think Josh Allen is playing almost as good as any quarterback in the league, including the if other not, one on the other side the of the ball. I mean, he's arguably. Um, so, you know, th- this is a really tough game, but I'm getting a few points. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take those Buffalo Bills. You tell me I'm going to take. Weather is looking slightly humid, but 39 <laughs> degrees is the high. Probably around game time, it'll be around freezing also. But uh, no precipitation. A little bit of wind. What's but the dew point do you have? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get a live report from my uh, from my colleagues over on Arrowhead Drive in Kansas City, Missouri. But right now, I don't I don't have that. Um, LJ, I think I know where you lean, just because you're an honorary member of Bill's Mafia, <laughs> minus the jumping through tables. What do we got? Uh, so I my mind doesn't know what to do with this game, so I'm gonna go with my heart. But your body, my, but yeah, your my body's body. telling me yes. <laughs> Um, because, uh, I don't know. I've been a bills fan since Paul Puzlesny. Um, so, Shout out. <laughs> so I just, I would love to see them win this game. That's where my heart is. So that's what I'm going with. Gosh, this game is a, I mean, this is such a tough one. For it me. is a like, tough usually, one. Dude. So we talked last week and the reason I was not going to pick the Raiders is because you'd be aware of the team that just felt like they won their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that the Bills just slayed the Patriot Giant and they just won their Super Bowl. But I don't think so. I think the real Giant that they've been wanting to slay, they've been thinking about that loss to Kansas City Mm -hmm. last year in the playoffs and how they gave up exactly what the Chiefs do. They gave up 230 yards and 20 catches to both Hill and Kelsey combined. So I think they – and all they've heard about is how Mahomes is the best quarterback and all this stuff, and it's their AFC, and they go to the AFC Championship every year. And I think I don't think that you have a situation where the Bills are going to have a letdown game. I think they played so well against the Patriots because the mission was we got to knock off the Chiefs. We got to show that the Chiefs aren't all that in a bag of chips. So I, man, all that being said, <laughs> I think I, I'm I'm going Chiefs. I'm going right. I just it's a toss <laughs> up to me. <laughs> it's a toss up to me, and that's why I, I'm just going Mahomes over Allen. I think. No, I, no, screw that. Screw that. No, Bills. Let's, Let's go. go. We're, going Bills. We're going Bills on the road. Bills on the road. Hell, money line it. Their Bills are going to win this game. Let's go. Bills win it. Okay. Uh, where you at, Tom? We'll see if our friends at Malort agree, and and we'll take a uh, shot if they lose or something. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's put it up. Bills win this bad boy, Tony. You're going. You said Chiefs earlier. I think you've had time to think about it. if you want to change where you where you at. Oh, <laughs> oh save the audience! Save the audience! Stop the singing! <laughs> All right, so for big those that time, aware, that's big Chiefs time Chiefs win here. Kevin, you said it Clyde earlier. Edward, Clyde Edwards Hilaire should be back also. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is back. Um, they've shown they can run the football over the second half of the season. Uh, they've made it's an opportunistic defense, as I said earlier. I, this is where. Uh, Josh Allen will make that mistake. You can't. You can't have two perfect games in a row. And Kevin, you said it earlier. I think Buffalo uh, beating New England at home like that. It's really tough to come. You know, I, I think that that probably set the season for them. I really like the Chiefs. The Chiefs. That it, it, it is. It is back to the bowl for them, and uh, or, or nothing. So I'm going Chiefs here. I, I I think in those statistics you said about Tyree Kill and Rob Gronkowski and 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 Travis Kelsey, I don't see that anything has changed from their offense from last year that beat Buffalo by that, except for getting a little bit better. So um, I I just you got to go Chiefs here, and I I I'll I'll. 
I'll give you two and a half points. Shit, I'd almost give you five and a half points on this one. But uh, whoa, wow. I, I like the, I like the Chiefs in this game. Really do. I, right, I think so. I, it, Chiefs defense scores at least at least one touchdown. Tony's giving you an adjusted line. He's putting the Chiefs all the way up yeah. to five and a half. He's adding yeah. a field goal to it. Is he teasing us? Is he throwing a teaser out there? <laughs> um, LJ, do you care at all? Does this matter that both Brian Dayball, offense coordinator, and Leslie Frazier are lining up uh, interview jobs? I, this happens all the time with teams in the playoffs. I, does that ever even cross your mind or matter or no? I mean, if it does, then I hope they don't get those jobs. I mean, I think like if you're at this level, then you can you can take an interview and still do your damn job. So I'm not too worried about that um, personally. But, you know, who knows? I'm not that kind Pops of Pops to you. I, I just thought about it. So I was like, nah, not really. No, no. But I mean, if nothing that, else, it, it's such a close pick. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with what Tony said, <laughs> but I, I did take the bills and I'm going to stick with it. If nothing else, I think it might even kind of like I, I, obviously Josh Allen. I think once Brian Dayball, they have a good relationship. But also, I think they're close enough to where you want to see your guys get mm-hmm. the head coaching job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like go win the Super Bowl, and then he gets his pick of the litter mm-hmm. of the head coaching jobs out there. So yeah, I, I don't know if I factored. I just thought I'd throw it out there to see. I'm. It, it's not really for the crown of the AFC because I mean I think Mahomes being having won a Super Bowl and going to uh, another one, he probably still has it even if they lose. But this is a chance for Josh Allen to really go. Hey, it, it, it's ain't Mahomes conference. Like it's 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 us too. So I, that game is so fun to me. I, mm. This weekend is this the best weekend of football? I know a lot of times I'll say wild card weekend could be because you get the six games now, but you saw some of those blowouts. This is the weekend where all four games seem like great games. They line up to where you have still a full day of football Saturday and Sunday. Tony, is this the best weekend of football? Man, it's the best in a while. I mean, you've got that six seed in, and I would still say that San Francisco probably was the better team than Dallas in that game. And yeah, so I agree. You didn't have any like freakouts uh, that we've seen in the past, and so you've got one, two, three, four seeds playing. And um, man, yeah, I, I, these are great games. These are great games. This weekend, to me, pops it rivals. It doesn't quite top it. But this is one of top three weekends in all of sporting the sporting year. Just because you get AFC and NFC championships good, but it's just two games. You get four really good games. Obviously, we all know the number one weekend of the year is the opening weekend of March Madness. <laughs> I mean, you just don't you don't top it. You just, don't you just can't it. top it. Um, yeah. All right, that wraps up all our um, talk of NFL playoffs and recapping last week and giving you picks for this week. We hope you all win a ton of money or just enjoy some great games. Uh, we now we got to get to the part of the podcast everyone's been waiting on. Uh, we need to get to a bougie problem, but first, real quick, one last word from our sponsor. I just wanted to take this time to acknowledge that we've all been through so many things over the last couple of years, and it's important for us all to remember one very, very vital, crucial thing: drink water. Water helps you live. Drink water. Get blasted in the mouth. Pops, let's get to it. It's been brewing for a while now. We probably haven't heard one in a month at least. Can we get at least a bougie problem? And if you have multiple, I'm all ears. A bougie problem is, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I, and it's a bougie problem because I'm fortunate enough that I can do my job from home now. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I generally get to work from home. Um, I just walk to the other room and, and come in here and go to work. And so in that effort, I've been wanting to kind of beautify my uh, office a little bit. 
and I've I put like a couple of a plants in here. Yeah, you yeah. know, I got a little snake plant. I've got a, I don't even know what the other two's names are, but the snake plant's doing good. The other two, not so good. Well, you should name them. The pro- this. Well, snake plant the and the other two. I feel in love. Snake plant and the other two. It's like naming a dog dog. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, and I don't know if y'all noticed, even on this podcast, apparently in the dirt of some of these plants, some gnats oh, no. have, uh, have gotten in. Oh. So, and you know what they're attracted to? Gnats are hard to get rid of. They're, they're attracted to this little Sugar. light right oh. over my computer. Oh. And so they buzz around in front of me, and I'm sitting here slapping my desk, trying to kill them. And then I've got a little gnat on my desk. I've even got a little bowl of water with a little soap in it over there, you know, to attract them. I've heard that works. It does work. I got about 20 the first day. Now I get about four, you know, four a week or so. They're they're less. But, I mean, that's a real problem, these gnats all just buzzing around. Gnats also breed really fastly. So even if you kill 20, like, they they have more spawning up so well, fast. Well, I, I read that you can sprinkle a little cinnamon on top of the dirt, and that'll get rid of them. So I've oh. tried that. But, like I said, the other two are not doing so well. So maybe the cinnamon doesn't do good on plants. I'm not sure about that yet. <laughs> the cinnamon might get rid of the gnats, but it might not be good for plant, plant one and plant two. So, yeah, so that's my bougie problem. I hate that you're having, gnats are an issue too, because if they fly around, they just, they're kind of, they get, you're right. They, they, they sit around. I had this issue at one point when I was living in Fort Smith and my issue was I just didn't have, like, I didn't make a lot of trash. So I didn't have to take out my trash very often, Mm. but at some point there was some fruit or like banana peels or something. And I I think there were gnats, but uh, they were also called on the internet, told me they were fruit flies. Yeah. And there were those little bitty things. And oh my God, they were everywhere. And they're they're really not everywhere. You don't see them all the time until you pop up a screen or something. And I do a lot of my laptop. And they fly around and you try to kill them and they're kind of quick. And you don't want to like hit your laptop. They are. I mean, that that is a bougie problem. That that happens. It doesn't just happen to Lifford. It happens to others. It's a problem. So uh, I I don't think it's a bougie problem unless they're fruit flies. If you got gnats, you got gnats. But it's a bougie problem if it's a fruit fly. So if you want to call them fruit flies, Lyft, then now we're talking bougie. <laughs> okay. Well, you can also buy, otherwise you're just a damn T-Nancy. redneck in a trailer. I'll tell you this: they are T Nancy, but they're noticeable. <laughs> the littlest fruit flies in the world. I, you you can buy a little thing from the from the getting place from the store that is like a little it's like a little red thing. And it comes with a little squirter and it's like a concoction that they make that you squirt it in there and they go in there and they want to get to it but they can't get back out and it does kill a. Bunch. Where do they it's sell like that? Kev? I'm going to go buy that tomorrow. Walmart. I mean, okay. you're, you're at the getting. <laughs> I was trying to. Get I was place. trying not to give any free ads out, but here we check go. Out, We're, check out Walmart flies needs on another TikTok. ad. Check out fruit flies on TikTok. You, you, LJ, you, you were about to. You were about to ask. Well, I was about to say that kind of reminded me of a story. So I watched this documentary called uh, 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 For Mad Men Only. Uh, It's worth checking out. It's about uh, Del Close, who's basically the guy that created all of the comedy that any of us like. Um, He's like the god of what created, you know, that second city brand of comedy um, from from every comedian you've ever heard of. Um, But there's a story about him where he got to meet Tennessee Williams, famed, famed playwright. Tennessee Williams and uh, allegedly a roach crawled out of his sleeve onto Tennessee Williams. He went and grabbed that roach and I said, I believe this is mine and put it back in his pocket. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's yeah, a pretty that cool. Customer. Pretty That's right. a badass move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is the, what is the documentary called? Uh, for Mad Men Only. Totally worth watching. Totally worth <laughs> okay, watching. Okay. 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 Um, all right, now it's time for another fun fact. Okay. And I, I got one. You've all seen it. You might even have a guess of what it's for. You might know. But on on your pots and pans, uh-huh. okay, the handle that you use on those, 
they're oftentimes, you know, plastic or whatever. So it doesn't, you know, also get hot. Like, cause you know, the metal would conduct heat, but they, if you notice on the end, there's always a little, like there's a hole in it. Right. Yeah. Right, do you yeah. know what that hole is for? I do. Mm. Unless it sounds yeah. like you've got something surprising. So I'm, yeah. I'm Googling it right now, but, but the hole is so you can hang it on a hook. Is that correct? Is that what everyone is that what everyone thinks? That's well, no, it's so you can put a little stirring spoon in it. No, too. it's like you can bang your pops. There we go. Yeah. Yes. It's, so you can well, you might be able to use it to for. hang somewhere. No, you're both. Yes, no. that is literally what it's for. No, it's made so you put your stir because you don't want to leave your stir in there because it'll melt. You don't oh. want to throw it on the counter because it probably got shit on it. So you don't want to get all that. <laughs> that's on your not counter. what that's for. So you so stick you it can and, hang it up. And LJ, when you put it in that hole, it leans right over whatever pot you're using. So the drippage drips back so into the food so i'll tell you on. first off first off i'm going to tell you a couple of things i've, I've done this well you're before. gonna be wrong because you think you're supposed to hang the, it the, there's a couple of so so i've done this a few times before uh some of my stirring utensils will just fall through and now i've got sauce all over my handle it's how you play it's how you play sometimes most of my it's like gravity. stirring utensils do not fit there you would think if that's what it's made for they would make all of your spoons to fit in there but it's only like really like those little wooden ones are the only ones that really work so I don't. Maybe buy you're this. just. I, that sounds like you have your own little bougie problem. I do problem. not just, buy you don't this. Know how no, to use this it. They are they are made to hang on hooks above your oven. You see you see it all the time in, in big kitchens. It's just a standard. Yep, I'm I'm calling this out. Yeah. No, what? Where? When? No, what? No, yeah. who? Does uh, anybody on this podcast? Anybody recording right now? Hang any of their pots? You and don't pans. see Most that of us much have at like home, a drawer. When people buy pots and pans for restaurants, which they go through them like crazy, so that's who they're making them for. Um, but no anytime, hooks. does anybody on this podcast, when you're cooking, do you need to put your spoon somewhere? That Absolutely. You're All the, every single oh, time. Every, every time. You know, they actually, they <laughs> it's make done now. I've never that. done it. I don't know. Um, it's pretty simple. I, you don't have to, but I don't, maybe I don't want to dirty up a plate. Yeah, maybe okay. I don't want to dirty up so my handle when the damn thing slides down and fling sauce across my room. <laughs> I, I you think I haven't cleaned up spaghetti sauce off of a door? I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got better than that. But anyway, um, L- LJ's right because because I've got these little ceramic things that have all these cute little sayings on like eat, yeah. and and Pray, they, they're in the shape of a yeah eat not Family. Even just eat and eat like I and it's got pictures of cities that you've been to like San Francisco nice, nice. or Phoenix Arizona or you know Portland Franken Franken <laughs> we, we like to talk about. what is Michigan. the Portland story what 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 they call it couch <laughs> yeah, yeah I Cooch, forget what Cooch Street uh, anyway um, but they, so we put our we put our spoons down um, so I made chili this weekend like everybody else in the whole freaking world uh so i, I also made, made chili yeah <laughs> i made chili i'm still eating the chili anyway um anyway so spoon if i had that spoon i just should have put it through that hole and shit i wouldn't have had to use that little that little thing and i wouldn't have had to put that in the in the uh dishwasher i did not know that's what that hole was for there you go that's not what it's for thank uh, you not but uh, clearly thank clearly you, Kevin, Kevin, the only thing i do for giving I me do that information warn you it's obviously not foolproof because LJ can't use it. But for <laughs> normal people, that is what I it's want for. you to. Kevin, I want you to find me a source that know. says like a pan manufacturer says that that's what it's for. That's what I want from you. All right, I'll work. Wow. On it. I got homework. Up uh, real, but sticking in the kitchen, pops. Do you know what the drawer under the oven is for? I do. No, I think we use it to store. You you know store. Cooking. Most Don't store a pizza stone down there; it'll break. I'll tell you okay. that. It's to keep stuff warm, right? Yep, that's a warming drawer. That's what it's called. 
Yeah. Huh. So you cook it and you put it in there because the oven's on. Yeah. So, it so it's like you finish like your stuffing or whatever. Well, no, you wouldn't do it in this order. Maybe you finish your turkey and you got to do your stuffing real quick. What about your dressing? Either way. Yeah. Either way. Whatever, oh. you, whatever you make. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you, you can. That actually, I learned that one from LJ. That's not a, that's not a gift. <laughs> but you can put stuff, yeah, in the warming drawer while you're finishing up the rest of your meal. All right, Tony, take us away as you take a drink. Perfect timing. Take yeah. us away. I'm glad that you'll have that right on the tip of your tongue so you can really tell us what it is that you're drinking. What do we got? What's Uncle Tony drinking tonight? Put the tongue off of the lips. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> little school of rock there. Um, so tonight we're drinking the Vucare. I wanted something aromatic tonight. Got a little bit of a, you know, stuffy aromatic. nose. Aromatic. Oh. Aromatic. Aromatic, not A-U-T-O-matic. That's for you Prince fans out there. You know what that is. Um, Prince's estate just sold or just got a final appraisal. It's going to be worth $156.5 million. That is a bargain in anybody's book. Anyway, because um, I think I may have bought at least that much in paraphernalia over the last four years. They keep sending me via email because I bought one album from them. But anyway, um, this is the this is the. The, if you have a okay, if you have a chance to go to the Prince Estate website, <laughs> they're making now this Sorry. little this little statue. Yeah, you got me here. They're making this little statue of Prince on his from Purple Rain on his motorcycle. It's the god awfulest thing I've ever seen. It looks really great. I mean, it's Tony owns too. Probably, but they do want a pretty penny for it. They want like seven hundred and ninety dollars for this <laughs> this statuette thing with Prince. In all and in all his purple stuff, all sitting on his motorcycle, it's the god awfulest thing I've ever seen. And I was thinking to myself, who would spend seven hundred ninety dollars for this? And and I was like, me. And so, uh, I, but it's it's just it don't it's just terrible. In, anyway, so tonight I'm drinking the Vucare, and so the Vucare is a New Orleans drink. It's uh it's rye whiskey based, and so it's a Kind of a take on a Sazerac, but no, with without the absence. So this is uh this is uh rye, cognac, got a little bit of yak in it, uh sweet vermouth, uh Angostura bitters, uh Peychaud's bitters, which are gr- very aromatic bitters, uh New Orleans based, and then Benedictine. If you don't have a little Bene- Benedictine liqueur, I suggest you get some because it's a very nice little drink there. Uh, it always adds a little bit of aromatic aromatics to your to your whiskey drink. So it's a uh, it's uh, one part uh, rye whiskey, uh, one part cognac, one part sweet vermouth, and then half parts for the uh, for the uh, for the Benedictine, and then a couple splashes of those uh, of those bitters. Very aromatic. You finish it off with a lemon peel. That's it the word really of the makes day. it aromatic. Nice. Aromatic. Aromatic. What uh, do we get a do we get a Uncle Tony stamp on the rating the review? How what, what's your what's your one to ten? Oh, I give this one. Oh, I give this one probably a seven point five. It is an acquired okay. taste because the Peychaud's bitter. If you're not really used to aromatic and it is a little sweet, um, uh, the 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 cognac and the sweet vermouth makes it a little sweet, but but still the rye whiskey cuts it a little bit, but I give it a 7.5. I think the astute mm. listener okay. would know that you quite like this drink because in October of this last year, you also had a Vucare. Yes. I was yeah, a I little bit, a yeah. I was a little bit concerned about that as I made it tonight. Have I done this before? I can't you have, remember. but I think that just means but the recommendation rings the first very one. true. I spilled I the first one. And so I had to make this second one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good they well, are. <laughs> 
And if it is a repeat, we didn't have an official ranking. Now we know officially it's 7.5. And you explained why it's 7.5. Yeah. So I mean, there yeah. we go. I, we need to clean up a few. One thing, uh, housekeeping notes here. So we talked about, uh, and if you listen to the half, uh, the first half of this podcast and maybe didn't get to this point, first, shame on you because yeah. you're not even hearing this. <laughs> talk as much shit on, about it as you want. I can't believe you do that. Listen to the whole thing. At least let it play with the sound off so we get the full yeah. play. Anyway, um, we talked about how Dak Prescott mentioned after the game when it was talked about the refs being or stuff being thrown at the refs when he said credit to the fans for throwing stuff at the yeah. rest because they deserved it and all that. He has now since walked that back. We're recording this Tuesday. As of recording, he's walked that back. He's tweeted out multiple times, and here's this quote. I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I'm sorry. And I I did laugh a little bit as he always respects the refs, but it, at least he backed away because you don't throw shit at the field. Don't throw. I mean, even if you're mad at the refs or the players, don't throw shit at the field. So I'm glad he walked that back because I was ready to be a little pissed off at him. So I just but, wanted to get that out there because we did kind of. Well, I'd still dunk yeah, on him. It was a dumb thing to say. You know, it was smart to walk it back, but yeah. it was a dumb thing to say. It it co- it it's going to cost him thirty thousand instead of fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Solid. That apology gets it. Yeah, there is. So that wraps us up. I think we've got it all covered. We had another great week. We'll be recapping the divisional round. Looking forward oh, to the AFC and NFC championship when it's Josh Allen against the Tennessee Titans. America in the wins. AFC championship. And the inevitable <laughs> will happen. Of course, we'll be talking about Tom Brady in another conference championship because that's all nope, that ever happened. Nope, so nope. there you go. We will see you guys next time. Peace Peace out. The day is here already. You have proved that you fight well. Now you can join us.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.